and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five, episode 23, I can't believe it, I know. Swan Song. All right, season finale. Written by Gina Fattore and Tom Kapanos. Directed by Greg Prange. This one originally aired on May 15th, 2002. Description from Wikipedia. Ooh, it's a long one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Audrey, Dawson, Audrey, Jack, and Jen await their flights at Logan Airport. Unbeknownst to any of them, except Dawson, who runs into her by chance. Grams is also awaiting a flight. She's taking a weekend jaunt to Las Vegas with Cl- Clifton Smalls. Dawson also runs into Todd Carr, the director who fired him at the beginning of the year. While Carr was dismissive of him at the time, he now admits interest may be he now admits interest in maybe seeing Dawson's latest picture. Only Joey and Pacey remain in Cape Side. Joey resumes her senior year hostess job at the yacht club. It's a waitress Server, job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. server sorry not waitress while pacey accepts a position as a security guard there under these auspices he runs into danny brecker whose boat is docked at the cape side harbor and who reaffirms his bond with pacey <laughs> the food industry he claims fits them perfectly because they never have to grow up joey receives a letter from dawson and encourages her to take pacey with her to the airport so the two of them can confess their feelings to their respective paramours <sighs> That's a great word. (laughs) Pacey hijacks the airport's public address system to beg Audrey to forgive him, and the two decide to road trip together to California. Meanwhile, Jack and Jen miss their flight. The former decides to summer with her parents after all, excited by the chance to patch up their relationship, and the latter is distracted by Eric, who has returned to Boston after failing to come out of the closet to his parents and could use a gay mentor. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't we all? (laughs) Um, Joey catches Dawson as he boards, kisses him, tells him she loves him too, and sends him to L.A., promising that their futures will include each other no matter what happens. Finally, all the flights have departed as Joey is alone at the airport, accompanied by only her valid passport and the ticket she bought to Paris as an excuse to get to the departure gate but the episode closes as a grin grows across her face suggesting she might not return it at all mm-hmm. okay my history is mysteries there's a lot of them because it's we're about to hit the summer um so on may 20th 2002 east timor regains its independence after two and a half mm-hmm. years of united nations administration and 26 years of occupation by in- indonesia since 1975 mm-hmm. May 22nd, 2002, I just want to like, I'm going to really like hammer home 2002. Mm -hmm. A jury in Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, sorry, I said that the English way, (laughs) um, convicts Ku Klux Klan member Bobby Frank Cherry of Mm -hmm. the 1963 murders of four girls in the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. Right. Yeah. Wasn't Doug Jones a part of that? Yeah, he was the prosecutor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, May 22nd, 2002, police in Washington, D.C. announced that the skeletal remains of um, Federal Bureau of Prisons intern Chandra Levy, who has been missing for a year, have been found in Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C. That's a big true crime case. Mm. Um, Did they ever solve it? Yeah, they Uh. did. Um, May 31st to June 30th, 2002, the 2002 FIFA World Cup takes place in South Korea and Japan, and it's ultimately won by, by Brazil. June 5th, 2002, 14-year-old Elizabeth Smart is kidnapped from her bedroom in Salt Lake City, Utah. She is rescued nine months later. 
That was a big one. Big, big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. June 11th, 2002, Antonio Meucci is recognized as the first inventor of the telephone by the United States Congress. Mm. Not Alexander Graham Bell, who stole his idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and June, finally, June 14th, 2002, in Karachi, Pakistan, a car bomb in front of the U.S. consulate kills 12 Pakistanis and injures 50. Oh, wow. I remember when I moved to England, they used to have these that because of that mm-hmm. consulate bombing, they would put these barriers up in front of the U.S. consulates all over the world. Oh. Um, so the one in London, which isn't like a really fancy part of London. That's well, an embassy. It's an embassy, not a consulate. It, yeah. Yeah. The embassy is always the nicest one. Yeah. And isn't Karachi the capital? No. Of Pakistan? No, I that's don't know. Lahore. Um, okay, number one movie is once again Spider-Man. Um, this is followed this summer by Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Okay. Which I saw at the midnight movie and everyone cheered during the Yoda fight scene, which is actually pretty cool. The rest of the movie is garbage. I remember but. seeing that movie with my mom and she laughed so hard she cried during that scene. Because <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. But it, the whole audience in my screening was like, yeah! We laughed so hard at it. It's the dumbest shit ever. I mean, how about we don't alienate people by talking shit on Star Wars? I'm, that but, seems dumb. <laughs> I, no, that's... I just meant that was... What was going on through my head mm. was like, mm. don't do that. Don't say it out loud, Julia. Okay, <laughs> so other number ones in the first part of summer include the live-action Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, yeah. A classic. <laughs> Minority Report and Mr. Deeds, starring mm. Adam Sandler. Minority Report's good. Haven't seen it? Mm. I, I've heard it's good. Yeah. Philip K. Dick novel, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, Samantha oh, Morton is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number one song is Foolish by Ashanti. Love it. It will be number one till the last week of June mm-hmm. when it will be taken over by Hot in Here by Nelly. Nice. Some of the debuts in the first half of summer are at number 83, one week. My Neck, My Back, oh, right, which right. is one of the truly disgusting Madonna songs <laughs> of our time. <laughs> so true. God, it's great. Complicated by Avril Lavigne debuted at number 68. Right. <laughs> We're getting into Avril Lavigne. Is that first one? That was her first like, okay, her big debut. Hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Happy by Ashanti debuted at number 77. Okay, yeah, yeah. At number 88, Move Bitch by Ludacris. Oh, that's <laughs> Debut. a banger. That is a banger. <laughs> Debuting at number 67 is Long Time Gone by the Dixie Chicks. Or by the Chicks. Normally known as the Dixie Chicks. Which is a fucking great song. Hmm. Um, oh, it's so good. And uh, debuting at number 95 is Love at First Sight by Kylie Minogue. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah. Dance it is a dance classic. So that's the first half of summer that we had some good debuts. Amazing. Yeah. It's it's like... Summer music's always a mood. Girl, like, there's going to be a song in the second half of summer that okay. like, is going to take you to a time and a place in our lives. That's like... <laughs> Is it called Dirty? It's no, that's later. Okay, that's later. But you'll remember as soon yeah, as I'm I sure, say it. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, totally. I sing it constantly. I'm sure can't y'all wait. Were like I can't fuck wait. Fuck off, Julia. <laughs> anyway, we start with Dawson coming up an escalator at an airport. Yeah, and he looks good actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I seriously was like, do I need a leather blazer? You might. I know. You it's might. Such a good look. It is. 
it's classic. And he answers his cell phone and it's Oliver and he's like looking at departures, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like flight. Oh, my flight's delayed. And he's just like, Oliver, don't start writing yet, man. The deal isn't inked. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can't do this. And everything just feels like slightly off. Yeah. Like you're like, what's off about this? What's yeah, happening right exactly. Now? Like even like he looks more put together, older, mm-hmm. more mature and everything too. And then he looks over and he sees like Joey all like delayed. It's like she looks like the way Jen did in her entrance yes, scene in the yes, pilot, yes. you know, like backlit dreamy yeah yeah you know? yeah and he's like oh my god joey yeah. you know and he, he's like they cut over to like them sitting at the table eating yeah and she's like he's like how long has it been since we've seen each other yeah and he's like five years and honestly i was like shook yeah because you know of the finale or yeah, whatever. yeah yeah and he's like what are you up to how's it going and he's like telling like he's catching up her up on him Right. Because he's like, I thought I might see you at my premiere, you mm-hmm. know, and she's like, oh, I was like working on my thesis and I couldn't get out. But yeah, I saw the movie like twice. Twice. I was so good. And she's like, so, you know, what's like, why are you in town? Like, what brings you here? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my mom got remarried. Yeah. So in his future world, like it's interesting because dream like you know we we can at this point assume it's a dream yeah. right you know and so in dream dawson he doesn't see joey as family like right. his mom getting married wouldn't be a big enough event for joey to go to even if they hadn't talked to in right. five years which honestly is so sad to me she was the maid of honor at mitch yeah. and gail's second wedding and like gail has always told joey like you are like a daughter to me so yeah. you would think even gail would have wanted to invite her totally. or gail would more loosely keep in touch with Joey because Joey would be coming back for like totally. see Bessie and Alexander. Yeah. So like even Dream Dawson like really casts Joey in this way of like he she couldn't be a part of his life if they're not together. If they're not romantically involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does mention he tried to call her once and a dude picked up and then he like never tried again. Right. And he's like, you know, I just think about you so much. Like, I'm wondering if running into you is some kind of sign. And then he's just like, you know, I've got to like, I've got to go back to LA, but like, I might be able to reschedule and stay here for a few days. And (laughs) Joey's phone rings. Right. And she answers it and she's like really soft. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. Basically all but says like, hey, baby, what's up? Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah. and and you know, she's like, okay, yeah, I'll like see you. Okay, I'm just catching up with someone. I'll see you in five minutes. She says an old friend, an old friend, yeah. And his face is like devast that devastates him. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then Dawson asks who it was, and she's like, oh, my boyfriend. And then she's like, my fiance, actually. Yeah. And he's like, ugh. And it's like, in that moment, additionally, like, friend Dawson doesn't imagine himself being friends with, like, Jen or Jack. Right. Or Pacey either. Right. No one's heard. He hasn't heard any of this. No one's told him this. Yeah. 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 And he's, like, stunned. But then, I mean, he, like, to give him, like, a, a little half a kudo, like, He's not a dick. He's kind yeah. of like, you can tell he's really stunned, but he's like, oh my God, congratulations. That's so great. He's like, what? so what is he? What does he do? And yeah. she's like, he's an attorney. And he's like, I never saw you dating an attorney. And you're like, okay, <laughs> what? what? And then she's like, he's an environmental rights attorney. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then Dawson is like, she's like, got- how about you? Are you dating anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joey's like, or Dawson's like, well, an actress, but it didn't really work out. And I was like, Wow. And, you know, Joey's like, well, I got to go. Like, I'll see ya. Yeah. And, you know, um, 
she's like, you know, you and I, we kind of had our shot. Yeah. And like, I moved on and you know, you need to move on because it's getting sad and ridiculous. Yeah. And you're like, I've never wanted Dawson's dream more. <laughs> to be a reality. Yeah. <laughs> Girls say. Yeah. I, my group quote note was like, so the writers seem aware of this problem. Yeah. Like you're aware that this is, this is a problem. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And of course, then Dawson like shoots up and is like, <gasps> and wakes up from his dream and, you know, we get the credits. Yeah. But yeah funny it's a funny way to start an episode i kind of like it yeah like we especially since which episode does starts with like him, <laughs> he there's another one that starts with him being in a dream when jack when her, it's like jack oh it's jack okay i was like was it like with pacey where she's like married to jack and he's like a a director genius as right. well yeah, it was like totally. a bit right after he came out so like it was weird because like jack came in the window and joey and he started making out mm. and everyone i was like what? <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Wait. Mm. So we go to the Capeside Yacht Club and Audrey's just like, Joey, like, are you sure you won't come to LA with me? Like, please. Yeah. And Joey's like, what would I do there? And Audrey's essentially like, do what you're doing here. Just get a job you don't care about, but you'll be with me. <laughs> and she says there's Fred Siegel. Oh, yeah. Which is and to watch us to watch Joey's like, who? <laughs> and like Audrey's like, no, no, no. What, Joey? And it's heaven on earth. I want you to know heaven on earth. I drove by Fred Siegel the other day. Mm -hmm. They had an ad in their window for Dickies. <laughs> and there, it just brought me like just a, like, a real sense of joy that like rich people are spending $100 on pants that I buy for $20 at the Army Navy <laughs> surplus. Totally, yeah. The best thing about Fred Siegel is they have all the jeans there. The jeans oh, store. All the different. Yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. try them all on. Okay. They don't make jeans that fit me, but that seems nice for <laughs> other people. Um, so Joey's like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to do the Cape Side thing this summer. And Audrey's like, OK, but like you cannot revert to that dull bookish prude I met at the beginning of the year. <laughs> so cute. They're just so cute. They're such cute friends. And she's like, don't change. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then Pacey walks down the and steps. he's like in a full security guard outfit. Ooh, ooh, you know that hurts him. Oh, it hurts me too. <laughs> yeah. And Joey's like, A, what are you doing here? And B, why do you look like one of the village people? <laughs> well, yeah. First of all, Audrey's definitely not stoked. No, she says, hi, dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to go wait in the car. Yeah, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Joey's like, looks at Pacey and is like, you should go talk to her. She's leaving tomorrow. Yeah. And Pacey's like, girl, I have tried. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost stalking at this point. So, right. like, at least someone has a boundary around totally. stalking. Totally, yeah. It's like, hey, at a certain point, I mean, when I, she says no over and over again, I You got to respect yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> um, you know, she's like, you should do one of those grand... You, those romantic gestures you're so good at, you yeah. know? And he's like, girl, I'm fresh out, you know? Yeah. He's like, I lost my job. I lost my girlfriend. I lost my self-esteem. And look at me now. I'm back in Cape Side as a fucking security guard. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, ooh, so real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. We've had our moment. We've all had our moments so like real, that. real, you know? And, and he, then he looks at her and he's like... Guess Look, we're guess we're both stuck here for the summer, and we're like, oh, we could dream, right? I know, we could dream. 
Let's not. <laughs> so then we go to the Learys where Dawson's trying to get Lily to say his name. Mm-hmm. And like Gail comes down and is like, and Dawson's just like, I just don't want to miss her first word. <laughs> like, you know, and he says, he starts to say he feels. And then Gail's like, if you say guilty. Yeah. She's like, you know, you've been great this year. You've been this miracle. And like, you've been so awesome. But like, you have to go. You can't be there for every milestone. Yeah. And like, that's true whether or not Mitch is alive or not. Totally. You know, so that, that's always been the reality of them deciding to be parents like after their son was already 17 you know 100 percent. and gail's like oh have you said goodbye to joey yeah <laughs> gail 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 gail's, shut up gail's just sticking her foot right in it oh my god the adults in this show man it's everyone calm down shut up gail and yeah and dawson's like oh we're having dinner tonight and gail's like is it a day <laughs> dawson's like well audrey's gonna be Her there roommate's coming so soon, probably not you know <laughs> yeah and so so then we go to the radio station <laughs> it's so cute where, yeah jack runs in and he's like what is up slut and she <laughs> says not much big homo which is so authentic to 2002 that I, like, I had like a moment I had to like take a moment with it I was like whoo that was really what we were talking like <laughs> it's so funny it's amazing yeah. so Jack's like big news I got four C's in a D. <laughs> He's like, I'm so stoked to be mediocre. <laughs> and it's like, the thing is with Pacey in season four, like yeah. accomplishing graduating. Yeah. Like that's huge for us. But like, because we didn't see his struggles and his journey. Yeah. Like it wasn't as mo- monumental when he tells An- Andy, like I'm passing, you know, like, yeah. You know, and you're excited, but imagine how much more you would have been excited in that scene with Andy. If, if you had, had seen, seen a couple of times him not being able to do something yeah, or go somewhere. Yeah, because this for Jack feels so exciting because yeah. we know, like, how he felt at every moment, totally. you know? Um, and so we're, like, amped for him. Totally. And Jen's like, Costa Rica, here we come. Like, <laughs> hey. And Jack, che- I mean, good buddy. Jack checks yeah. another again. He's like, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And Jen's like, listen, hanging out with my dysfunctional waspy parents sounds mm-hmm. like a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I want to go on an adventure with my best friend. Yeah. And Jack then, this is hilarious. <laughs> Jack's like, brought you a book for the plane. It's Moby Dick. She's like, this one's long. And he's like, yep. So's the flight. And she goes, you know, I like to chat on flights. He goes, yes. Yeah. And I like to sleep. So that's why I'm giving you a long book. He says, I, I gave you a book and I'll hold your hand. <laughs> I was like, this, these two. It's so cute. And then <sighs> she goes back to her radio show. Like, and she... But sign me up for like my best friend just like reading and holding hands. I know. I'm, in, I'm into it. I mean, they're just like the best. The best. Relationship on this show, you know? <laughs> By far. Um, And she like signs off. And you just see in that moment like her real growth moment where she's yeah. like even telling her audience like, thanks for just like letting me listen. Be here. Know, be here with yeah. you and like listen to the music that I want you to play and like, you know. I'm, listen to me talk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love that storyline. I, I wish know. we got more like I wish we got more of it throughout the season of her in that radio show yeah i I just think it's great it was a good tool for sure yeah yeah so we go to leary's fresh fish where Mm -hmm. dawson joey and audrey are leaving and audrey's like that was actually kind of (laughs) great wasn't expecting perfect i love it so much to be good dawson (laughs) and then she like audrey you know she knows when to make an exit she's like oh that record store gotta go find some cds for the flight like and like they're so obtuse that they're like are you sure and she's like i know you two have things to say (laughs) 
giving you a chance. Shut to up. Talk. <laughs> you absolute dipshits. <laughs> and the first thing Dawson wants to say to Joey is like, promise me you won't marry a lawyer. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck what is, is this? What is wrong with him? And he's she's like, what if it's an environmental lawyer or something? Like, and Dawson's like, never mind. Change the subject. <sighs> And so we're kind of going to get this recap that we've been wanting all season, yeah. you know, where she kind of tells him how she felt when he left yeah. la- this time last year. Yeah. She's like, look, last year I thought like I was never going to see you again. It's yeah. such like a different world, like, you yeah. know, from then and now, like you going to L.A. felt like it was such a big deal. And like, you know, and I kind of thought I would never see you again. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of like, little did you know I'd show up on your doorstep three months later. And she's like, do you regret it? Mm -hmm. And he says, no, not at all. Yeah. And she's like, good. I don't either. Yeah. I was. She's like, I was so stoked to see you when I opened that door. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not I'm never going to forget it. Like Mm -hmm. how I felt when I opened that door and it was you. And then she's straight up. And you're kind of like, could you just tell us how you felt? Uh, Yeah. But yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Good, fair point. But then she straight out asks him. I know. Why'd you come to Florida? Yeah. And I'm like cheering, like, finally. I'm like, good for you, girl. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he's like, I just don't think you want to hear it, what I have to say. And like, it kind of made me sad that he doesn't, like, they haven't found a safe space for them to talk, you know? I agree. Because like, I I see where he's coming from, where he's like, if I tell you how that I feel you potentially don't want to be my friend or like it will change the way our friendship is. Like we can't find the space to talk about the fact that we love each other, but we don't know what that means to each other. Right. You know, totally. Cause also like this, there's not this space where it's like, I'm going to tell you something and then you're like not going to react in a weirdo way Mm -hmm. because as we'll see just a second, he's like, you know, he says, you don't want to hear it. And she's like, look, for as long as I live, I'll never not want to hear it if you want to say it. Yeah. And he t- he flat out tells her, flat out tells her. Yeah. He's like, I went to Florida to tell you I loved you. Yeah. Her face totally says it all. Yeah. She's like stunned, which honestly is so annoying because then I like, I feel for Dawson. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And he's like, it's not what you wanted to hear, is it? Because it's like, Joey... For real? Why do you think he came there? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why it's so she's so frustrating to me because she asks the question that she knows the answer to. And I still think she has to ask, but she knows the answer. And when she gets the answer she thought, she's still like stunned at it. Yeah. You know, like what if she had said to Audrey when Audrey spilled the beans, wait, why the fuck was Dawson there? What do you think Audrey would say? Girl, what do you think? Because he fucking loves your ass. Like, can we shut up about this, you know? So it's such, like, a weird... It's weird. Totally. And, like... But the thing is, is that, like, she's has every right to not want to... Like, to not want that to be the answer, even if it is the answer and she knows it. And... But it's a... I agree, but then it's a weird thing to then say, I will always want to hear what you have to say. No, totally. The way in which she sets it up, you know? I agree. I I agree. But she's like, you know, why didn't you say something to me? And he's like, well, by the time I got down there, it was like obvious you had moved on. And it wouldn't have been fair to ask you to drop everything because I had finally seen the light. And I was like, Total Good. growth, Dawson. I like I, what? Okay, I love this. My note is literally growth in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> and Joey's like, you know, when did things change for you? 
And this is when we get confirmation of what we've been thinking this whole time, which is that he saw his art or her art at Lily's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he saw this incredible reflection of who she is and he hates it when she's not around. Yeah. I, I want to back up because so, it's yeah. so, it really was sad to me that we get this I love you scene from Dawson to Joey and we didn't get one with Michelle, you know, and yeah. because the way, or, you know, with Jen, yeah. because the way Joey acts it as stunned, we're not there with what the show wants us to think about this relationship. Right. You're there, like, the only thing you can think is, like, this is why y'all don't work because, like, there isn't even like a complicatedness about her of like she wanted to hear him say that he loved her, but she felt complicated. It's a more of like, great, why would he say that, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, like if someone like the way the show wants us to believe about Dawson and Joey is that she's into him, too. Right. So if the like what if the love of your life tells you you love you, they love you, even if, if it's under circumstances that you don't entirely like you're telling me you wouldn't have like a glimmer of excitement in your face. Sure. And because we know how good Michelle Williams is, if we had gotten sure. this other scene, it would be so much, you know? And like, it, it really holds the show back because Joey or because Katie and James aren't like they're They haven't, or maybe Katie never committed to the complicatedness of their relationship. I, I also just feel like TV acting like, on the whole was like less thought like it was it was seen as lesser than right like I'm not disagreeing with you but we've seen Michelle and Joshua right. on this show behave like act with right, these right, right. choices what I was gonna know? say is that I think Katie Holmes and jo- and James Vanderbeek are traditional TV actors mm-hmm. right they're like give me the script I'll sit here I'll do my lines whatever and Josh Jackson and Michelle Williams I think like really like committed Mm -hmm. and really like I think both of them I mean and look at their careers now I think both of them looked at it as like I'm getting a fucking lesson well but even more so I think Kerr Smith and Meredith Monroe completely committed and made these really dynamic characters where even when they were fucked up you could see where they were coming from sure and so to then see these two that are supposed to be the stars the ones that we're rooting for and like the quote good actors like you know make yeah, these but choices I, I feel like the i feel like we didn't care I, or like and i don't mean me but like society and like by that i mean pop culture media things like that like they didn't care as much about who was a good actor and who wasn't a good actor like katie holmes was the most famous well i personally feel that popular. way because it was looked down upon to critique these you know types of it. media and that's why there wasn't you know gravitas given to the acting that is good and stuff like that no totally but like and i just personally like to me these are the problems with the show being so committed to joey is because she's like she's not a good actress she can't lead a show it was the same problem that they had with even casting james vanderbeek in the first place is like he can't lead a show i mean i'm not arguing against that what i'm saying is that katie holmes was a lot more famous she kind of she kind of became the big famous person out of that show Mm -hmm. more so i mean like i was i was talking to this girl at my gym the other day Mm -hmm. and she i said something oh she was asking if I was going to a class a certain day and I was like, Oh no, I swim that day because mm-hmm. I have to go record my podcast. And mm-hmm. she was asking what it was about. And I said, Dawson's Creek. And I could tell she was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, probably she was like, 
can I admit to you that I haven't ever seen it? And I was like, I mean, that makes sense. I'm guessing you were about born when it Mm -hmm. started airing. And she was like, yeah. And and then she was like trying to name who was in it. Mm -hmm. She was like, Katie Holmes is in it, right? I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I told her Michelle Williams was in it and she like freaked out. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is amazing. First of all, I love doing that. But like Michelle Williams is not remembered as someone who's on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, but that's because her career has actually done things and Katie Holmes hasn't. No, totally. But I think her career has actually done things because she's the better actress. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that like what's it's fascinating that like that like Katie Holmes like was so fucking famous like it is hard to overstate how famous Mm -hmm. she was during the run of this show and that's why they centered it around her even though for the good of the show I think that was a mistake Mm -hmm. right so if they were going to center it around her they also needed to like cater towards her acting abilities totally So, you know, Joey then says this thing that's like actually great. She's like, how do you know I'm not just a security blanket? Mm -hmm. Someone you keep coming back to when the world's scary. And I was like, honestly, I think this is what you guys are to each other. Yeah, totally. And I'm grateful for her like feeling this way, you know, because like we're never going to get a breakdown of why the fuck she kissed him and Coda. Like we're not going to get in this episode, even though like we're going to get some other moments we've been dying for. And like, you know, we all feel that she did it because she was freaking out and scared and like didn't know what to do and was like, well, Dawson's safe. I'm going to kiss him and like pretend like he's the love of my life. So I don't have to think about the fact that my the love of my life's on a boat. Like just left on a fucking boat and hates me and doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's not the world I'm scared of. And he like lean then leans in to kiss her, mm-hmm. which I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And then she pulls away like he leans in and she's like, nope. And like, I don't know. It's like we all know the reason why what changed for him was that Dawson saw those sketches, but he didn't have to own up to that when him and Jen broke up. And so it's super fucked up that the show's so committed to hating Jen, you know? Totally. And like, you know, and you kind of remember like in the trajectory of or like the history of the whole relationship of Dawson and Jen, that the reason why Dawson and Jen broke up for the first time is also the same reason why they broke up for the you know this second time or I guess third time on his part too and that's because he's still in love with Joey Joey. like every time they end it between each other it's because he's still in love with Joey including their little like fling in second season yeah um and like if we could have got delved more into that and if he could have actually admitted that to Jen, we like, you would just feel better about this whole thing, you know, of like, look, I love you Jen so much. And like, you know, maybe like, and I like, because that's the whole problem with this show is that both Dawson and Joey can't reconcile the fact that you could possibly love more than one person in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Even concurrently, you know, like you, just like if you break up with someone for the right reasons and you still have so much love for them, that doesn't mean you have to stop loving them when you start loving someone else. Like right. she couldn't reconcile that in the fourth season that like she was so in love with Pacey, but she also was in love with Dawson. You know, she couldn't figure out like a space for that to be okay. Right. Which is fine. She's young, but you know, like that's like, but that's a true thing. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. And she's just like, when he leans in to kiss her and she pulls away, he's, she's like, I'm sorry. I can't like do this. And she walks away. Yeah. And it's like, yes, finally, finally a choice. You yeah. Know? Because not making a choice is a choice. Right. You know, dragging this on is a choice. Like, yeah. just be flat out. I mean, I thought you said honesty is the best policy, Joey. She did say that a few <laughs> times. <laughs> So then the next day we go to the Potter B&B and Dawson pulls up in a cab and like yeah. Audrey and Joey are inside and Audrey's just like, I'm going to miss you so much. Mm-hmm. And like, she, you know, she was like, you know, I wish you would fill me in on the details of what happened last night. And Joey's like, there are no details, yeah. like nothing. And we cut back to outside where we see Dawson put a letter in Joey's mm-hmm. mailbox. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then Audrey and Joey come out of the house and like Audrey is just giving this big lecture on how she needs to unburden her soul or she'll like not have a good time of it later. And I was like, fair, true. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Audrey hugs her and she's just like, or yeah. So Joey basically says to Audrey, like, girl, I love you. You're amazing. You're my best friend. I've had the best time, but like, you just need to stop it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to talk about this, you know? And like, we see this good friendship between them where Joey can actually be honest with Audrey and be straight up. And then Audrey goes in for a hug and like tells um joey like don't say anything you're gonna ruin this like don't say anything and joey's like ruin what and audrey's like the best year of my life you know yeah and she calls her bunny again and i Mm -hmm. melted and then like audrey kind of tries again to get her to talk about dawson and joey's like i don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. and audrey says she's so sheriff from moonstruck right now which is you know just the (laughs) way to my heart (laughs) and we see like dawson is standing outside in the lawn by the you know the the cab. cab And, you know, he grabs- in that moment, you see that he was right. Like, if he tells jo- Joey how he feels, friendship isn't on the table. Right. Because she's just, like, staring at him. They're weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, like, again, Dawson is leaving as well. Yeah. For L.A. for the whole summer. So, like, for someone who's your best friend, like, I know it's complicated between them. But at the same time, like, she can't oscillate between being friend to him and being being in this complicatedness with him which is where the struggle is yeah well yeah and I think I guess I what I would like because I do think there's something interesting about this complicated middle right where it's like the day after he tries to kiss you you're saying goodbye Mm -hmm. and like I can see the conflict of like do I hug my friend goodbye because like I don't want to you know I don't want to like lead him on you know but also my friend's leaving and so she like but that's I mean, not they, really what we get yeah and that, that's the whole point of them is that they're they try to sell us on them talking so much about everything but they that don't then they don't you know so they you know so everything's confused everything's confused and then you yeah you sit and spin about your own feelings about how they're going to react right or whatever right. you know because instead of them just being like I want you to be my friend. I've always wanted that. I feel like we're a blanket to each other. Like, and I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, can we just decide to be friends and like, just suck it up and be friends. friends? Even if we have romantic feelings towards each other, we're just Mm -hmm. friends. And Joey's like, well, you know, have a great summer. And he's like, you too. It's Mm -hmm. bad. Like they're, it's very awkward. Yeah. Tense. And like, honestly, like, I just don't think it should be. I just think, yeah, After I mean, all I, they've been through, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, 
I don't know. I do feel like this is the time of life where you learn that, like, actually that thing that you thought was going to be so bad, like, isn't. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, you know, admitting that, like, to her, like, nine times out of ten, that scene with any other two people, it's like, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that it doesn't hurt. It's not that it's not awkward. But it's like, you just kind of, like, are like, okay, well, I shot my shot and, like, it didn't work. Which scene? The scene where he kisses her and then the aftermath, Uh this scene right here, right, right. Where it's like, you just are like, okay, well, bye. Like, you know, right. I mean, we know how it would have been if it had been Pacey instead of Dawson. It still would have been like a, like, I'm going to try my best to be friends with you, Yeah, you know, and like, good to see you. I hope you have a great summer. Like, you know, and like, it's not that it's not painful. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's not that it's not awkward, Mm -hmm. But it's like, we're going to put on a brave face and like fake it till we make it through this. Yeah, because you know? we've committed to being friends with each other. Totally. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Yacht Harbor where Pacey is like asking this couple to turn down their music. And hey, <laughs> guess Danny. who's back? Danny Brecker. <laughs> God damn it. And you're just like, I, how does this work? Like, how rich is this guy? Right? <laughs> this guy who was running a restaurant. Like, okay. Where he's, he's not Mario Batali. And he's like, we know his server had to work three jobs to, like, support her kid and her. Right. So some ladies with him that's not his wife. And Danny gets her name wrong when he introduces her, which I was <laughs> which like, Pacey Whoa. did. So, I know. you know, it's like a, another way in which, like, they're similar. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And we find out that Danny's wife's divorcing him. And pa- Danny's Pacey, like, like, takes his hat off. Like, yeah. you can tell he's like, fuck, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, that he's in his, like, Yeah. And Danny, like, asks uniform. Pacey about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, what's this? Yeah. And Pacey's like, look, you left and civilization kind of fucking crumbled. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the restaurant, not actual yeah. civilization. <laughs> and Danny's like, dude, that shit's not my problem. Which is kind of true, but also like. He's like, am I picking up some resentment from you? Like, yeah. you know, um, I mean, it's totally true. Totally. And like, obviously, like, you know, this is also part of um, Joshua Jackson's or sorry, Pacey's journey is to not look up to shitty men. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and Daz, or Danny's like, you know, we're cut from the same cloth, man. We're these like chronic screw ups. And that's why the restaurant world works for us, because you never have to conform and you can just keep partying. Yeah, you never have to give up. Yeah. And Danny's like, I see you and in, in my, you know, I see myself in you. Like, yeah, you got a great future, brah. <laughs> I know, like you've, you're like me 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay, dude. Mm-hmm. And Pacey just like looks at him like, okay, so if I play my cards right, I can end up like you. Mm-hmm. And he like hugs Pacey and is like, gotta go right to this lady. I don't know her name. Right. And just like goodbye and good riddance to Danny. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I, I like this of Pacey's journey too, because he feels like he's down on his luck because he got fired and he doesn't have a girlfriend or a job. And like, you know, he's back in Cape Side. And like, those things are bad. And he's a security guard, which yeah, is Yeah. And like, I can see why, like, you know, he's feeling this way. But also this moment to be like, I don't know if that's really what I wanted either. Totally. You know, and those are like good lessons to learn as well of like, well, I mean, obviously what, where I am is pretty shitty, but where I was going to, go is also not really not is great. shitty too so like okay you know yeah I mean I like that track I also my note was more like I wish Pacey got a real mentor at some point because like I think mentorship is so important I mean all of them Professor Wilder was supposed to be Joey's mentor yeah right totally but like also as the person without like 
the sort of prescribed college track. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that he had someone that was like, you know, let me help you, dude. Like, let me take you under my wing. Yeah, totally. So then we go to the airport. Jack and Jen are running. <laughs> and then they find out their flight's delayed. Yeah. I, it's so funny. They have a nonstop from Boston. Boston to San Jose. <laughs> That seems absolutely that doesn't make no. any you sense. Would, you would lay over at LAX. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> and they're like, oh, finally, okay, we made it to our flight. Okay, it's delayed. Okay. And they look over and they see like Jet or Audrey and, and um Dawson, Dawson like in a in a gift shop. So I had a thought when Dawson and Jen and Audrey and mm-hmm. Jack all run into each other, which was Remember when there was a point in your life where you couldn't go to an airport bar? (laughs) I mean, all I could think was, how did they not make plans to meet up? A hundred percent. Like if you are flying out of the same airport, like in roughly the same time. Right. Wouldn't you meet meet or go together? Yeah. Even if you don't go together because you're in different locations, you make plans to go there early and like hang out. Yeah. Have a, have a meal. And they, they, act surprised they didn't even know they totally act surprised like that part was like that doesn't make any sense to me but I was also like and they can't go to the bar because they're not 21 oh my god how did I survive airports before that that's why they're running there's like no reason to be here yeah totally (laughs) anyway so we cut together we cut to them sitting together bored stiff and, and Jen's also, like, I was laughing that the international flight is in the same terminal as oh, the I domestic know. flight. Although every once in a while, there's a few airports that are like that, where every once in a while, like, there's like my my flight to LAX is next to some flight to Frankfurt. And I'm like, what? Mm, what I know Mexico mean? flights are, but that's because of a different like relationship they have for traveling. Yeah. I mean, at Oakland, there's a there's a. Um, uh, England flight that I watch take mm. off a lot when mm. I'm flying to LAX. Interesting. Anyway, so um, they're like, Jen's like, they're all quiet, kind of like not talking yeah. to each other. And Jen's like, is it possible we've run out of things to say to each other? <laughs> and Dawson's like, yes. And then Jack gets this look on his face like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. And he's like, this is not happening to me. And he like <laughs> leans to like try to hide behind into Jen, into Jen and she, Jen sees as well. That Eric. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Sorry. what the fuck is this guy's name? Eric. Because there's so many frat guys. I, I can't keep them straight. That's I was the like, only one who's is this one's name Chad? Is it the one who's really named Chad? Yeah, totally. There is one that's named Chad. <laughs> okay. Eric. Um, and, we and Jen like I don't know I kind of felt like this was fucked up. But Jen grabs everyone and and leaves Jack alone with Jen, Eric yeah, because like, like Eric has been truly horrific to Jack. Yes. Like he accused him of sexual assault. Like yeah. Eric accused Jack of sexual yes, assault. Yes. You know, um, and it, I don't know. It it kind of feels like a we need a little bit more about like the turnaround from Eric. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and from Jack too. Totally, totally. Like we're supposed to think that because Eric helped him study, right? We're fu- we're like whatever. So Eric and Jack ma- totally make eye contact, and Jen's like, "Okay, everyone who's hungry," <laughs> like and pulls them away. And Jack Dawson goes to and- save me, and Jen just goes, "Not you." And- <laughs> Which is like, it's so quick. I know. It made me laugh so hard. (laughs) And like, Dawson's like, huh? Like, he's all confused. And then also, Michelle Williams and um, Busy Phillips walk off like with their arms around each other. And I was like, God, this friendship is just the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. 
So Jack's like, fuck. What's they up? make eye contact. So he yeah. Can't, like, and he's, he's like, like hey. and Eric comes up to him and he's like, oh, fuck, what's up? And Eric's like, what are you doing? He's like, going to Costa Rica with my best friend. Yeah. What are you doing? And Eric's like, going to see my parents for the summer. And we're like, wait, what? Like, you're he's, back in Boston. What's he's going like, on? coming. Yeah. 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 So he's he's gone to see his parents. Yeah. And what we learn is that, like, you know, oh, no. Wait. Sorry. Yeah, he tried to tell his... He's like, I tried to come out to my parents and they just couldn't figure out there wasn't a time or a place. And like, you know, like, I'm not negating his experience, but however, like, how long could he have possibly been there? (laughs) A week. Like, Jack just passed his classes, you know? So like, I don't know, like, whatever, it's fine. fine. But like, you're like, what, you tried for like one night and then you're like, I'm out of here. Bye. (laughs) Which, you know, is fair given like the circumstances that some people have coming out, you know? Sure. But... (laughs) And so, and like, you know, it might just have been that he didn't feel safe. Exactly. So no, like, he I totally was like, understand okay, I'm going back to Boston. Still is kind of funny to me. Totally. Um, and Chad, Eric, whatever is like, oh, do you want to like get a drink? Like, you know, or do you yeah. want to, whatever. Do you want to hang out for a second? And yeah. Jack's like, no, nah. <laughs> I'm good. Mm. Yeah. And, well, cause like he's Jack's like, oh, our flight's delayed. And Eric's like, oh, I can like hang out with you and he's like my friends are here i'm fine yeah. thank you and then eric again's like so what are you doing this summer and he's yeah. like going to costa, costa rica, rica with my best friend jen yeah. you know yeah. um and you know i don't know it, it kind of just like felt a little bit weird to me like how does jack feel about this guy who accused him of sexual assault right we don't know you know yeah um, and like, we didn't really see, like, we see an awkwardness. We see like a kind of hesitation to be around him, but we don't but we really get an, an apology or from or a, Eric. Yeah. Did we, or like enough to be like, you know, a real, I don't yeah. know, understanding of like it, 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 I guess what it feels like to me to be honest is like, it doesn't feel like an authentic gay story. Like, oh, I just sure. feel like that would be so so painful as a gay man to have that happen to you and like this is are the moments where you feel like there wasn't enough like gay people on the writer staff speaking up <laughs> right although there well although at this point i, I don't, don't know, know how many there point. were yeah. at this point yeah so bessie's like bessie and joe oh so we go to joey and bessie and joey's like I got to help you unload groceries because I need this truck. Yeah, like, it's my first day at the, yeah. you know, Capeside Yacht Club. And Bessie's like, girl, you don't have to fucking work there. Right. And because Joey's like complaining that it's almost Memorial Day and then the tourists are going to come. And mm-hmm. she's like, tourists at home, tourists at the fucking work. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not going to be able to escape. And Joey's like, no, she kind of gets all like whatever. And she's like, no, it's poetic this way. Joey Potter right back where she started from. And Bessie just drops the sickest fucking burn. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nice to see college hasn't squashed your inner drama queen. I (laughs) I fucking cackled. I laughed so loud. Like, I'm grateful that someone's pointing out to Joey, like, girl, you don't have to come back. Like, you don't have to be here. And if you're going to be here, you don't have to go work at a place that made you miserable. Like, right. Like, break these cycles of torturous situations totally for us too (laughs) please for the love of god please (laughs) so she bessie's like joey can you bring in the mail she's like no i'm late and like Mm -hmm. leaves so she doesn't see the letter yeah who cares okay so so stupid we go back to the airport dawson just bumps literally bumps into grams it's so cute and grams is like oh i didn't know you were leaving today you know as well so like 
no one knew about Dawson and Audrey leaving. Right. Nobody had anyone's itinerary. Like they're like that's like that's that's weird to me that Dawson wouldn't have told them all. Totally. And so like, you know, she's like, me and Clifton Smalls are going to Las Vegas. Yeah, we're going on a secret getaway. You got to do those things to keep it fun. You know, I totally I remember watching this in the day. I thought they were going to get married. I did, too. I remember. Um, I was like, but but go go get it, Grams. See some Cirque du Soleil. I love it. I mean, she's like she's going to college. That That brunch buffet at the Bellagio girl. Yeah. You want to hit that one. I just like that, like, they all left Cape Side and get to be someone new. Totally. You know, and that's so exciting. Even her. Um, that's so exciting. Totally. And she, she hugs him and, like, tells him to have a good summer. And he, like, really genuinely thanks her for taking him in. Oh, it's so awesome. And then Graham super genuinely thanks him for making her granddaughter happy. Oh, and I just, like, so melted. So sweet, you know? I know. And Dawson's, like, you know, they're still here. Like, if you want to say goodbye. And Graham's, like, nope. <laughs> Definitely, definitely don't no. because I don't want her to think I don't respect her choices, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I do respect them. And I don't want her to think that I'm trying to change her mind. Yeah. Like, you know? And Dawson's like, about what? what? And Grams is like, her parents, of course. Duh. <laughs> and so then we go to the yacht club where uh, Bessie comes in mm-hmm. and Joey's like, oh, God, what's wrong? <laughs> She's basically now Olympia Dukakis and Moonstruck, just like, who's dead? <laughs> and Bessie's like, I can't just drop by. And Joey's like, no, no. you cannot. And Joey's like, it's fucking weird being back yeah. here. And you're like, don't do this. You don't have to. Yeah. And Bessie's like, look, dude, like, you're different now. Like, yeah. you know, it's not the same without you here, but mm-hmm. like, you're not the same also. And she's like, you know, you even look different. And she hands Joey a passport. Yeah. And Bessie's like, dude, or Joey's like, I never sent this in. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I got all the stuff, but I didn't send it in. And Bessie's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And she reminds us that Joey chose Dawson over Paris. Mm. You know, again, putting us case. We all remember, but in case you don't or you didn't see season one. Or season two. Yeah. yeah. Like Paris was is a thing, you Mm -hmm, know. mm -hmm. And Joey's like. There's nothing else in that bag, is there? You're like, yeah. you're not bringing me anything else. She's like, else. are there any... Um, well, Bessie says to her, like, if you're back here because you think we need you, we don't. Right. You know, and I want you to know, like, you don't have to be here for any other reasons that aren't your own. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, Joey's like, okay, is there any other magic tricks in that bag? And Bessie's like, as a matter of fact, and she hands her the letter and leaves. Don't care. Yep. So Dawson and Jen are at the airport having the, best the conversation, conversation of our dreams. ever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dawson's like, so basically we're not friends anymore? Yeah. And he's like, you know, Jen and Jen's like, we are. But like, that's kind of part of the problem, yeah. you know, and Dawson's like, wait, 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 be you being honest with me is a problem. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, yeah, if it involves me having to see my parents, like, yes, it is a problem. Yeah. And he's like, what, me being honest with you is a problem. And she's like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell me that, like, the choices I'm or the decisions I made are wrong. Yeah. I do wish we got the first part of this scene because I feel like we come in halfway through this conversation that was really interesting to start off with. Um, and he's like... I don't think we needed the first part because we know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of I kind of felt like we did. Mm. So Jen's like, you know, I want you to let this slide. Like, and he just like, she's like, please just let this slide. Like, please don't give me shit about it. And he's like, 
I can't because I love you and I care about you and I want and I know that you want things to to work things out with your parents because you told me that you did. Yeah. Yeah. So he does say he loves her. Finally. But like it doesn't I don't know. It's not when they're dating. It's not, you know, but like, I mean, this is the whole point why their relationship is so much better is because loving each other is always on the table no matter what. Yeah. Like they love each other when they're friends and they love each other when they're romantic, you know? And so like, you know, it's about changing what that love is, but like, because we never got that romantic saying of love, it always felt like so, such a bummer, especially since Dawson's supposed to be the romantic and like, you know, you can't like, honestly, you're just like, we could have just had a good relationship this season and it would have been a sleeper one, like a Pacey and Andy. This would have been like a Dawson and Jen where you're like, Oh, Whoa. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And she's like, you know, she's kind of like, what? So the things I said when we were dating are going to be held against me. And he's like, you know, Jen, what they did really hurt you. And I know that. Yeah. And like, you're not. And then he says, I hate this frame. I know. I hate what he says right here. He says, you're never going to grow up until you face this thing. Mm hmm. I just hate Dawson telling people to grow up. Of course. I mean, it's so authentic to him. And like, right. If we didn't have such a hatred for Dawson, like it would feel understandable because it it is authentic to him to say those things but because he's such a dick so much when he says those and because he's not grown up but he doesn't like he doesn't know that well it's not about him not knowing that it's about him having consequences for that you know because of course he doesn't know that he's fucking 19 but like there's no consequences like all the adults treat him like he's an adult too and you're like remember when he killed pacey on a boat and his dad didn't do anything about it you know um yeah Yeah. nearly killed killed pacey on a boat and his dad didn't do anything like what that what adult does that remember when he sexually assaulted joey and no adult did anything yeah what it's like how is he dawson's behavior adult like when he almost kills his best friend on a boat you know like okay um anyways I totally agree with that framing but I just think that like we see so much of the work in their friendship yeah and it's so amazing to see and refreshing and then to have to have these back-to-back scenes of him and dot and him and Joey and just being like I don't get your friendship whatsoever because the whole thing with what they're one of the things they're talking about right now is like yeah, if you want to be friends with an ex, you do have to reconcile the fact that they do know these intimate things totally. about you. And they're not necessarily holding it against you, although it might feel that way at the time. Sure. But they're actually doing it because they've leveled up to a new level of friendship where totally. they just know you in this different way and they still have your best interests at heart. And that's kind of what Dawson's counter argument is. Like, I just have your best interests at heart and I always will, yeah. you know? And like, we constantly are seeing the work between these two characters of them working to find a place in their life of like, I will always love you. I just don't know what that means, you know? Mm -hmm. And Jen kind of even reconciled that with their relationship ending where she's like, there's a part of me that wishes I could just be with you, but like, I kind of want something else. Yeah, totally. And she's like, you know, she says she agrees and Dawson's like, you're, you're, so you're you're going. And she's like, no, (laughs) And then she says this thing that I think is so great. And I think this is one of the things that I love about Jen's characters. She's so nuanced and she gets, I mean, as much as I hate that they punish her constantly, I love the fact that she gets to be flawed Mm -hmm. because she's like, you know, not everyone's as strong as you. Yeah. Like not everyone can rise to the occasion at all times. And, 
And, you know, she's like, maybe some of us are just screwed up and there's nothing to be done about it. And while I don't believe that last sentence, I do think that sometimes we like get to not be strong and sometimes we get to not rise to the occasion. Like, I think that that's such an interesting character development. And I think like this is where I think the show is so interesting in that, like, it's so straddling this line of like, we're almost to peak TV, like trickling down to network TV. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like where the writing just gets so much better and the acting just gets so much better. And like you have these shows like the good wife on CBS with, it's like a fucking stunningly good show, right? Mm -hmm. Like where, where it, it does trickle down and it's, and it's like, and not that there hadn't been great television before, but like, that's so interesting, right? Like Mm -hmm. to be complicated and to be like one of the heroes of this show doesn't always, isn't always rising to the occasion. And like, that's okay. She doesn't have to. And understand, you know, like I, I think that her assessment of herself is wrong, but I think that's the point of your childhood, you know, where she's like, I'm, I'm messy around my parents and I'm not strong like you. Like I'm going to break, I'm going to fall apart if I do this, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm choosing not to, even though I really want to, you know? And like, obviously every decision in this show always is grappling with, you know, what you want to do and what you think you can do, you know? And like, that is the part of your childhood of like, well, I want that, but I don't know if I can do it, you know, if I can step up and make that happen. Um, and so like, and this is when your friends come into play because they know you so much, you know? And, and while I think Dawson has a misunderstanding of her in the sense where he's like, just go, you know, because he has perfect parents. So he doesn't, fully understand how complicated it would feel for her you know but on the other hand he's right because he's like well but just go well I also think he hasn't hit that stage he hasn't had to grapple as much with like parents being human like he has a little bit when they got divorced but like not fully so and then and his dad's dead so he doesn't like I think that grappling like goes on for a long time you know I think he's had to grapple with it because his parents are flawed and complicated but I I just think that he doesn't have as fucked up parents as Jen does sure yeah and like in those situations you just can't imagine you you're just imagining what it's like but you it, you're what you're imagining is actually her experience is way worse than what you're imagining no totally but I what I'm trying to say is that like I think that like to me looking at Dawson's character and thinking like if I was Dawson and Mitch was my dad at some point the grappling would start to be like oh shit he like encouraged me to do things that were kind of fucked up or he like didn't punish me when I did this thing that was fucked up and like what does that mean and I Mm -hmm. think that's like I think like you get a lot older before or at least I got a lot older before I started having those kinds of grapplings with my parents humanity of like oh, these are the ways that, like, I actually, like, think that they failed. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, they're human, so they get to. But, like, it's one of those things where I think that, like, it. I think that that's, like, a constant, like, oh, is this, like, I think it's a constant, like, throughout your life you you grapple with that in a certain way. I think they have seen Dawson grapple with that. He talks about it in the beginning of third season where he's, like, you know, you're going to just leave – like I have to parent you like he talks about that with his parents and then also when his dad just leaves and they have the whole house and have the strippers there you know like they kind of talk about how like you know you never punish me you never do any of this stuff um I guess I'd I don't see it that way mm -hmm. I think he I think there's going to be a real grappling with the fact that for a particularly the Pacey like boat thing that like no one ever got mad at him like 
Dawson will never reconcile his <laughs> behavior towards Pacey. I mean, one can dream. Yeah. He yeah. says to her basically like, you know, she, she's like, I might be too scrubbed to go there. And he's like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And I also just like, just lie to me and tell me you'll think about it. Yeah. And she's like, okay, you know. And it's such a good moment because it's like, we just see like a, we've seen some softness with their breakup of, and it, then we can end the discussion of what their friendship means to each other. So then we can understand why they'll be friends next season. Totally. Whereas totally. like we didn't get that at all between Joey and Pacey. So them having these like weird situations where you're just like, what is this? Yeah, totally. I think that, you know, I think that the way that they've handled Dawson and Jen's relationship kind of throughout the show has been really spot on. It's been really great. Sure. There are moments where, I can't stand particularly how Dawson treats her, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it, it has been, they have been able to show us the work in that. And I think that's, what's so interesting is like this idea that like Dawson and Joey don't have to work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a note about it in a second. Hang on. So we, we, um, and my thing is like, I do look at them at, in a similar way to Pacey and Joey at the end of season three, you know, this, like you challenged me every step of the way and you've been there every mm-hmm. step of the way. Like he kind of is challenging her yeah, and is there for her. Like it's not as explosive on screen, but it kind of doesn't have to be. I know. Like they're so quietly great and strong together. Like you said, this like quiet kind of like relationship where you're like, Oh shit, I actually really like this. And I think like, uh, I th- I know we've said it, but I think it's a major misstep that they didn't let them spend more time together. Yeah, because we see him at the, you know, first, you know, in this episode with Joey being like, I feel like I can't tell you the truth. And like, you know, then we see him with Jen being like so forthright and so honest with her, but then also affirming his love for her. And she takes it and is like, I don't agree with you. And I don't know if I'm going to take your and advice. And I'm going but to like- explain to you why I'm going to follow up and explain to you where I'm coming from. So you can understand and add that to your data set for giving right. me advice in the future, you know? Yeah. And they're just like collaborating on this like connection and friendship they have totally in a way where you're just like it's such a dynamic scene and like you know they're so good they're, they're so good so together. much in love I think you know and like you're just like oh I don't know you just walk away being like why can't y'all be together totally totally so then we go back to Jack who looks very shook and Jen brings him soda mm-hmm. and she's like so is he more gay than the last time we saw him? <laughs> <laughs> and Jack like feels for him and he's like he tried to tell his parents like yeah you know and Jen's like tried and Jack's like you know it's hard yeah it's really hard and Jen says she knows and I was like oh do you Jen Lindley (laughs) um and Jack's like I I was just like a I wasn't a nice person to him right and like like this is the moment where we just need like a little bit more agreed because Jen asks if it's his job to like Mm -hmm. be helpful and nice and like you wish Jen would be like is that your job after he was so horrific to you right and like Jen's like you are nice because you're sitting here trying to figure out how to help him yeah and he hasn't been very nice to you yeah because like I understand this complicatedness where like Jack like Ethan is so special to Jack because Ethan helped Jack 
in his coming out process, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that he feel Jack feels like a responsibility to Chad pay that or whatever his name is to, yeah, pay that forward and to offer him guidance, especially when someone is telling you like, my parents aren't going to be so friendly to this, yeah. you know, situation. So you can understand. And Jack knows what that's like. Mm-hmm. He knows really uniquely what it's like and yeah. how lonely he felt and how much having someone else there to help him and affirm him was such a powerful thing in Ethan totally as much as Ethan sucked and I'm glad he's gone but like you know that's but the whole Ethan th- did do that that's the whole thing with your childhood relationships you're like good riddance but also like man that was I learned like, so much thank from you that, for doing this you know? one yeah this yeah, thing for me exactly yeah. so you know Jack's like it's just weird to see this guy go through this thing that I went through mm-hmm. and he's like you know and Jen's like and not do anything to help him and Jack's like yeah but also what like what am I supposed to do yeah and like you know he's he starts to say someone that that's that confused and messed up and Jen's like you got to be their friend Mm -hmm. like you just got to do it and then the conversation shifts and Jack's like it would be a waste of the whole summer like we, we have this shift of like okay here's what they're talking about yeah you know he's like I'd be ditching you and she's like egregiously bailing on yeah. me like <laughs> but I would forgive you for uh-huh. bailing on me uh-huh. and then he's like but what would you do yeah she he's like you can come she's like nope and, he, and he's like but you but you might and she's like I won't yeah <laughs> and she's like go do it go help them yeah yeah you know? Then this, then maybe our year won't be a total wash, which I disagree with heartily that this year has been a wash for them. It hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks about her, and she's like, "I think it's maybe time for me to help myself." Yeah. And yeah. they just have the best hug. I know. I know these two. Yeah, and she's so lucky that she has, you know, Dawson as a friend. Yeah. You know, and Jack is a friend. Yeah. And like, you know, and Pacey, even though we don't see it, and like all these people are like true friends with to her, except for Joey. And they tell her honestly how they feel about her. They give she, her input. They give her and she feels safe telling back like what she feels mm-hmm. and like, you know, and, and as a result and you know, her grandma is so supportive of her at this point, which mm-hmm. is so amazing. Yeah. And so she's been able to create this like true group of friends that like have her best interests in heart. And then right. like, which is why it's so hard to see the Joey of it all. Like Joey yeah. doesn't make any space for her. And they, even in this episode, they have a small scene, but it feels so like, you don't get it the same gravitas that we should sure so we go over to Dawson then looking at a magazine and he just looks up and he sees the director who fired him at the beginning of the season yeah Todd (laughs) he's like oh shit like trying to hide (laughs) and Todd looks at him and is like how do I know you I know you (laughs) and Dawson's like well you fired me and Todd's like doesn't narrow that down much And then Dawson like names the movie and he's like got terrible reviews and and Todd's like, Ah oh, right, the moralistic film student. Uh-huh. I was like, spot on. Okay, Todd's <laughs> got your number. And Todd's kind of a dick. And he's like, you know, he's like, You still in film school, buddy? And Dawson's like, No. And I was like, Oh, not in USC film school. At yeah. first I was questioning this, but I know, I was like, You are in film school, but okay. And he's like, but Maybe Did he I- wasn't maybe he's not planning on going back. Perhaps. Yeah. And Todd's like, 
did I crap all over your Hollywood dreams? You know? <laughs> and then like they banter and then yeah. Todd's like, you know what? You had balls. I actually thought about what you said when you left or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're and you're super opinionated for someone who has no film credits. Yeah, exactly. And Dawson's like, Yep, that's me. I was like, Yep, that is you. <laughs> and Todd's like, So where are you headed? And he's like, actually back to LA. And Todd and Todd's like, give me a call. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll watch one of your movies if you don't chicken out this time. <laughs> Run scared. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So Joey then is at the dock reading Dawson's letter mm-hmm. and Pacey comes up yeah. and asks to sit next to her. And she's like, yeah, but you might not want to. Cause I'm like having Cape side disease. <laughs> he's like, you might not want to. And he's like, lice. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And he's like, I feel, she's just like, I just feel trapped and sorry for myself and And like unable to choose and like a general inability to see the future. And Basie's basically like, you mean being a teenager? Yeah. (laughs) Voice of reason. I know. But I was also going to say that I feel like no zero teen shows when people go to college and maybe it's like that we need shows about people in their mid twenties to do this. But like, I feel like zero shows address the thing that like when you go home, when you're like out of your teen years, that like sometimes you have to really fight yourself to not revert back to 15 year old you. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the hardest thing about transitioning your relationship with your parents into adult relationship. Yeah. So you're like triggered and you start stomping your foot and you're like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> Who you is start that? screaming and you're like, what am I saying? What's happening? Who right is now? that I person? I do not care about this, but I'm very <laughs> mad at the same time. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and Joey's like, you know, you know what, Pace, like, despite your penchant for sugar cereal and Saturday morning cartoons, I think you're the most adult person that I know. And I was like, oh, it's so what are we getting? We you're like, are you all spending the summer in Cape Side together? (laughs) What a reversal, of course, huh? (laughs) Spending the summer in Cape Side when no one else is there. I know. Yeah. She's like, you know, you just like you never look back. And he's like, why would you look back? The future's right. You know, future's ahead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, He's like, whatever the future is, it's going to be great. I know it. And <laughs> and he's like, she's like, yeah, if only you believed it, though. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Well, she goes like, you don't believe it for yourself, yeah. basically. Like, you believe it for everyone else, but not yourself. And then she calls him pigheaded and mm-hmm. says she has earned the right to say that, which mm-hmm. kind of true. And she's like, I just, like, need you to believe in yourself more. <sighs> You're just like I wanted this all season. All season, it's all we've been wanting. All season, her to and like this acknowledgement, right? Like the way that their relationship ended at the end of season four—that he was so down on himself, mm-hmm. he felt so bad about himself. Parts partially that was Joey's fault, and also partially it was yeah. him. You know, having and then this. she knew she couldn't be with him because she was making him a worse person. Yeah. You know, whether or not it was him, his fault, she knew she was contributing to that and she couldn't handle that. Yeah, you know? totally. And like how, how painful that felt for her too. Totally. And then she, and like to have this finally. I know. Oh my God. It feels like so, this episode g- it gives us a lot of what we've been begging for. I totally agree. My only complaint about it is that it's all happening in this episode and it wasn't happening I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, I just wish that this was a culmination of a season long journey for all these people about these things. Right. Because Joey acknowledging this stuff, you know, like it's so I think it's so important. Right. Like because season five gives us so much of what we want, like 
but in these like weird ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, you know, I don't know. She just gets, she gives him praise finally. And I'm like here for it. Right. And so like, cause I understand that they need to make new friends. So I love the expansion out sure. into the new friendship, you know, world or whatever. And you know, all of our characters except sure. for Jen have made a new friend. Um, Poor Jen. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, we also, the characters we love are the ones that we've known for five seasons at totally. this point. So you want to go back to those journeys of like, the way in which they're still hanging on to these friendships because when you go to college that's also authentic of yeah. like but these are the people that I love and want to be friends with even though I'm becoming a completely different person right. and, and these I, are the people that are allowing me to be a different person yeah like so, how do I grapple with that or yeah. they're they're struggling to allow me but I'm you know we're, yeah. we're trying to work through it and stuff like that like and then you know in particular to Pacey and Joey like their love was true and real but they could they choked yeah. You know, they both did. Yeah. And they both contributed to the downfall of their relationship. Totally. And like, you know, we just wanted more conversations about it. It's why the most heartbreaking scene of season four is if like when he asks her, like, if I were find myself with a boat again, like, you know, yeah. would you, would, and I asked the love of my life if she would come, like, would she? And he's she's like, you wouldn't have to ask. Like, you're just like, oh, God, because they just like they get it, yeah. you know, and they know it's over. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking because the love is still there. Yeah. And so then how do they grapple with being friends again? It's so good in the beginning of this season when Joey's like, he's here in Boston and he didn't tell me I had to fucking run into his ass. So no, I'm not fucking calling him, right. you know, like he needed his space for me. He never called me. Like I, I'm not going to go back into his life. I, if he I, doesn't want me there. Like I turned him to a person I don't want like that guilt that she feels yeah, yeah. that she has to grapple with, you know, in addition to the guilt he has to grapple with. Yeah. And like, if we had gotten these little moments like this throughout the season, yeah. it just would have made more sense for both of their journeys. And like, you know, we could have understood like, yeah, like it more. And then we could have just had less. It's just a richer. Professor it would have Wilder. been just like richer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say the one thing about this scene is that the problem with putting Josh Jackson and Katie Holmes on screen together is that they have such amazing chemistry that when they're on screen together, it's really hard to think about anything, but like, why aren't these two together? I totally agree. And especially when they're having a conversation like that, you know, like this, you know, yeah. Cause she's like, Joey turns to Pacey and she's like, do you miss her? Yeah. About Audrey. And he also says the thing I've been wanting them to talk about this whole season. Yeah, He's go like, for it, girl. dude, I don't think last year's class couple should be talking about that. Right. We finally get that acknowledgement too. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What? Yeah. I mean, amazing that they say it finally. Finally, after we had to sit through like the most weird shit for this yeah. whole time, where if we could have been grappling with how how difficult it was for you know Joey to see the two loves of her life dating her two best friends yeah. and she's all left out of it yeah. you know like what if we got that story oh god that would be great mm -hmm. and Joey's like I really miss her Audrey like already mm -hmm. and she looks at Pacey and she's like she she changed my life you know yeah which is just like oh my heart I know. oh my heart yeah and Pacey's and Pacey I mean to his credit is just like I know mm -hmm. And then he looks at her and he's like, but there's another option too. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what's that? And he's like, you changed your life. Ugh. Oh my God. Ugh, my oh my God. God. This is like, I just like, <laughs> melted into my couch when I was rewatching this. I was like, 
This is perfection. I know. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And just the two of them together, it is fucking mind blowing. It's so hard because you just wish that they're like we're spending the summer together in Cape Side. Yeah. And the story is different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like and again, like I don't I like the journey of Audrey for Pacey. Same. So like, you know, it's complicated, but I don't care about the end of this episode. Like the stakes for the end of this episode, like of them running to the airport, you don't care because you see the perfect setup for them to get back together. Right. Because yeah. And like I said, it's like hard when you have two actors with Mm -hmm. this chemistry and it's like, it's hard because what do you do? You keep them apart. Like, you know, you you can't do that. They've got to have scenes together. But then when they do, you're like, all I'm reminded of is how good they are together. Yeah. I mean, I I think if you add a a complicatedness or if if the whole, like if we could have had a similar scene to what Joey has with Dawson, where it's like, I just, I don't want, I, I don't think we're just going back because it's safe, you know? And she could grapple with that with Pacey too, of like, I love you so much, but like we were bad together. Yeah. We, we, we were bad together. We fought a lot. Yeah. It was not good. Like yeah. we became, I, I lied all the time, you yeah. know? And like you became a shell of yourself and like we yeah. were bad for each other. And just mm-hmm. like that complicatedness of her feeling insecure to be with the love of her life because she, you know, of what happened. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it didn't go, it, yeah. Things fell apart mm-hmm. as Chinua Achebe says. Um, and so, you know, Pacey's like, even though I don't know what's in the letter you're holding. And we're not going to know either. So we don't give a fuck about it. Right. What do you think he wrote in that letter? Honestly, I don't care. It's like, I don't care, but I do need to know if I'm going to care. I, that is a very fair point. <laughs> Valid point. Like, like they act like we're supposed to be impressed that he wrote her a letter, and I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Right, and like, and if we're not gonna know, because it just backs up why I don't care about these two, because we don't fucking know what they're thinking. Well, right, and it's like, sure, can I, can I infer that he wrote some like letter about how much he loves her and how much he wants her to succeed, and like he's like going to L.A. and like. He'll see her soon. Yeah, it's like those broad strokes, yes, but like that's not, we need the stakes for like this month, right now, I, you know? I hear and you. so it's I'm like, not arguing. Yeah, with you. like that's what I mean. It's like, you know, that it was like, I love you and I'll always love you and you're my soulmate. I love you. I'll always love you. You're my soulmate. That's all they fucking say to each other. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yes, and okay. <laughs> Are you all going to be friends? Are you ever going to see each other again? Is her, were her fears right that she was never going to see you again? Right. I mean, are his fears right that I, I confessed I loved you and you totally like, fucking didn't like you behave like i can't be friends with you like i can't can't, say things like that i can't grapple with being in love with you and also being your friend like that isn't available for us you know or like do what like what what big thing are we supposed to take away from this stupid ass letter i know you know and then to have us care about dawson and joey when we just had this amazing moment with you know joey and pacey stretch it's like it's a real stretch i fucking roll yeah yeah and Joey's like, get up, we're going, like, yeah. we're leaving, we're gonna go. And Pacey's like, what? Where like where are we going? And and she's like, come on, you know where we're going. Yeah. And she's like, you want her back, don't you? Yeah, she's like, come on, let's go tell them everything we've wanted to say. And if I believed her for a second, I would be cheering. But I know she's not gonna tell us what she wants yeah. to say. Yeah, totally. 
So then we cut and mm-hmm. like we go to commercial and come back and Pacey and Joey are now running through the airport. <laughs> it's and like we don't know how far Boston is from Cape Side. So it's hard to really understand. believe that the timeline of this worked. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're boarding like the LA Because flights. it's dark when Joey and Pacey are talking and Audrey left like midday. Yeah. So that flight's really fucking delayed. Yeah. Or the, the Santa Anas are happening or something. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they're boarding the flight to LA and Pacey's like, shit. And Joey's like, okay, I'm going to buy a, a refundable ticket somewhere. And I was like, oh. So the beginning of this season when she goes to the airport she doesn't have to do that Mm -hmm. because you didn't used to have to do that and then the end she does right to have a ticket to go to the gate Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah yeah. um it's like the only time we've seen our world change change because of 9-11 yeah uh and although my friend hugh from england did point out that none of them ever have to take off their shoes or put liquids in a but that didn't happen until like 2006 the shoes did I thought the shoes was because no. Because remember, bomb. I told I, a couple of episodes ago, or like quite mm. a few, I, the the shoe bomber guy was happened. Mm, mm, mm. So, and that was after that. The liquids, okay. I think you're right. Yeah, aren't, yeah, aren't for a while, but the shoes are. Um. So Paisley's like, okay, you go buy your ticket. Like I've got a little plan cooked up. Like let's do our things. Rah rah, yeah, go team. And bye. We, see ya. We understand that Pacey just doesn't have the money for a ticket. Right. So then we go to Jen, who's mad because she can only get a first class flight <laughs> to New York for her ticket switch. And she's like, I want to be with my people in economy. And, and I'm like, girl, your people in economy would jump at the chance to do first class. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I like, listen, I fly a lot. First class is you want to you want to fly. First yeah. Class if you yeah. absolutely can. Yeah. If you at all can. So. Jen's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Give me first class. And then she leaves mm-hmm. and she runs into Joey yeah. in the line. And, and Joey's if like, we ever saw a scene between the two of them this season, right. which we barely did, or we even like saw the struggle of their relationship and their friendship, right. which we didn't. Um, this scene would mean more to us. I agree. I agree. The last time we saw them, Joey was being absolutely the fucking worst to Jen. Yelling in, in her the, face. In the 100th episode. Yeah. And, you know, Jen's like, what? Why are you here? And Joey's like, it's complicated. And Joey's like, are you supposed to be like on your way to Costa Rica? And Jen's like, yeah, well, I'm not. So. And I'm probably not for the same reason that you're here. Basically Dawson. Like she's like, you know, I bet Dawson is the reason why we're both kind of doing the thing we're doing. Mm hmm. And if I were Jen, I would have made a sloppy seconds comment about how Joey, all the men in Joey's life so far this year, without with besides Professor Wilder, um, have been her sloppy seconds. Totally but agree. But Jen's not a petty bitch like I am. I know. So, okay. I, t- I totally agree. And <laughs> you know, if I were Jen, I wouldn't be fucking apologizing to Joey. But she's about to do it. She. Yeah. She's like, look, um, there's so much I want to say, but we don't really have time. But I just want you to know that I'm sorry. Yeah. For taking Dawson's virginity. Yeah, or for dating Dawson. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like I don't know, like, like I do think Jen should say that to her if she was trying to pursue a friendship with Joey. But Joey's such a terrible friend to her. Yeah. So it's like I just like I. It's hard for me to watch Joey. Jen put up with such abuse from Joey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and Joey just is like, there's no time and hugs her and is like, have a great summer. And then Jen turns back and says that she loves Joey. And Joey's like, I love you too. Yeah. I mean, I I like that. 
like well again this episode's so good because if we just saw this episode of season five yeah. you'd be like damn this is a great this season is amazing yeah. you know and like if we had this was the end of their struggle of their friendship of the like trying to talk about whether who has ownership of dawson and his fucking dick then like <laughs> and like this you know I really like petition for us to not have to say that anymore <laughs> like you know and if we could just have seen the struggle of their friendship we would this scene would be so amazing i'm totally. just like let's just agree to not talk about that guy he makes our life better but when he's in when he's in our individual lives but when he's in our life together we, it makes us a hot mess right Right. Like Gina and Tom, clearly, when they sat down and wrote this episode, knew what we wanted. Mm -hmm. The problem was, is that all the episodes leading up to it didn't. Like, this is a great episode. I totally agree. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. It is. It is like it gives us what we want. It's just the frustration comes in that, like, all of a sudden it all happens. And you're like, yeah, but like you spent so many episodes, like not doing any of this shit. Mm -hmm. So. At the LA gate, Audrey's a nervous flyer. She's uh, <laughs> she's trying to breathe. Mm-hmm. And there's like this page across the intercom that she needs to pick up the white courtesy phone. So mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay. And, and she, of course it's Pacey. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And... And he's like, you you just like can't get on that plane. Like you'll never know what could be between us if you get on the, that plane. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he's like, you should come downstairs and we can talk about it. And she's like, that, uh, that's your fucking pitch. Yeah. We should come talk. No, no. And she hangs up. And quite rightly, yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. If that's your pitch, no thanks. And then he, like, runs into the room where the intercom guy mm-hmm. is, which, like, who knows how he found it. Whatever. Fine. It's like, if you believe he paid $20 to a secure prison security guard to talk to someone at the field, the yard, then you're going to believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Fine. It's fine. Fine. So he's like, dude, look, my entire romantic future is on the line. I got to, like, use this, you mm-hmm. know intercom and he and the guy's like go buy a ticket what the fuck are you doing he's like i don't have enough money to buy a ticket and the guy's like how much money do you have <laughs> so whatever tsa was before tsa because i think at this point yeah. tsa doesn't exist yeah like is soliciting bribes just <laughs> it's a federal employee soliciting mm-hmm. bribes just pointing out anyway so then we see pacey start to talk into the intercom yeah and audrey's like wearing headphones yeah so she doesn't hear it which dawson like rips off of her like Mm -hmm. a good friend yeah yeah yeah. and pacey gives this like very sweet speech about how sorry he is and how he lied to her and then he He says says something something, truly fucking disturbing i totally agree with you (laughs) i was like oh you got shook out of this (laughs) moment oh Oh, god he's like i'm sorry for my predilection for older women oh god oh my dear i mean like i think that this explanation of his complicatedness towards alex like makes sense sure the way the show handles it is truly horrific you know but you could understand how he was groomed when he was 15 and like you know Uh positions of power from older women like feel intoxicating to him in a sexual way yeah because of that grooming yep so he's like 
It's been. A then str- he gets into this moment again that I wish we could have seen throughout. I agree. The season. I agree because he's like, it's been a strange year, and like all of my, all of you guys were doing this college thing, and I was just like doing my best to stay afloat. And then we kind of see all of our kids reacting to hearing Pacey. Yeah. And he's like, look, nobody's handing out roadmaps for the road less traveled. You just get on it and start driving. And like, who knows? Mm -hmm. And he's like, the thing that I'll take away from this year is you. Yeah. And he's like, you're amazing. And you came along at the time at a time when I thought all the big loves of my life were behind me, which uh, is a fucking line that I remember. I do too. I was like, I think that was the one that melted us. Uh, we were like, <gasps> <laughs> totally and he was like he's like you just rocked my world and he says like i could live without you i just don't want to yeah and he says that's my pitch like that's it (sighs) and then he says peace out everybody free the west memphis three he's so awesome and i like i actually think this might have been when i like learned like i kind of i think i was like what was that and like researched it a little bit Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have HBO at the time, so I yeah, couldn't watch you, the documentaries. Yeah, yeah. But, like, um, it's really it's interesting. Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost, yeah. yeah. It's interesting to, to, like, hear that from the other side, where mm-hmm. the West Memphis Three have it been is freed. Free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. it, you know, I, I, I do agree a lot of these shout-outs are performative, without a doubt, but, like, they're also good to it, too. You know, I mean, raising, it's how I learned about yeah, it. Yeah, it's raising awareness about it thing when you have so little power. Like, that totally. is a way to use a small amount of power. You totally, know? So totally. And I try can't to gaslight you and say, like, you're just being performative. It's like, yes, and... Right. <laughs> but I also can't help but think that was, like, a Josh Jackson, like ad lib that he oh, just like yeah, yeah, yeah left that they left in mm. or whatever like that doesn't it's a i don't know someone correct maybe next time we talk to gina we'll ask yeah but like um or when we talk to tom yeah totally. we'll ask yeah but like um you know i think like i don't know i i distinctly remember it also because then i was kind of obsessed with that case and read a lot about it mm. Uh, anyway, we go to Joey. It's such a good... I'm oh, sorry. Like, this scene is stuck in my mind of this, like, speaking oh, yeah. over, like, you know, from when we first watched it of, like... And this is... These moments are when you can get on board with Audrey. Totally. And, you know, and Pacey. Like, you know... When they're just them, you're like, okay. And also when we understand like the dynamics of this friend group and how yeah. it can make sense, you can be there. Like how right. Pacey's like... Yeah, like we shouldn't be talking about me and Audrey right to Joey. And right. so you can kind of understand it a little bit more. And like, I don't know, it, 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 it just works yeah, in a way that the season hasn't allowed it to work. I agree. I agree. So we go to Joey at the ticket booth mm-hmm. and she goes b- back and forth with the dude, the ticket yeah, guy. The, she's like, just choose. I need a ticket. Just pick anything. And he's I like, need a refundable ticket. And he's like, you got to pick a destination. And she's like, okay, fine. Milwaukee. And he totally is like, that's boring. It's so funny. <laughs> I remember that scene yeah, yeah. too. Cause it's like, Joey is so boring. She picked Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Like, no oh, offense, Milwaukee. My listeners. God. It's well, also it's a small airport. Yeah. Like, so she's like, let me get a refundable ticket but make sure i'm gonna have to lay over somewhere and, and it's gonna be like 900 bucks yeah, exactly it's exactly. so weird then then he's and he's like that's boring and she's like fine paris like and paris was probably cheaper than this ticket to milwaukee well, yeah and he's like oh we have a deal on paris so yeah. it probably was 
And so then we go to Pacey and Audrey. And as the audience, we're like, oh, my God, because they bring it up in this episode that she chose Dawson over Paris. And because of the way that the show has worked up into this point, you know, like, I don't think she made the wrong choice. But then I also do think she made the wrong choice about not going to Paris. Oh, I think she 100% made the wrong choice. I I think it's more complicated because she would have choked like a small girl that like doesn't know anything, you know, going to Paris like for a whole semester. I don't think she would have had the experience, you know, that she thinks she would have, you know, and then also like, I think she, you know, if if the guy you've had a crush on for so long is like, let's be together, you know, then of course you're going to choose that, you know, I don't know what learning experience she would have in Paris at 15. I disagree with that point, but I hear Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) (laughs) I think she 100% should have gone to Paris fucking never, ever, ever. Mm. choose a man over Paris um so we go to Paige Pacey who's waiting at the um like like whatever outside the security behind the gate yeah yeah and Audrey comes out and she calls him dickhead again she's (laughs) like hey dickhead which I kind of love yeah and she's like all right what now and And he's like I guess we're gonna drive to LA yep stopping for only food and sex (laughs) and Audrey's like can we stop at the biggest ball of yarn and I was like that's an Aaron Hensley special if I ever heard one (laughs) (laughs) and she's like what if some sexy old broad hits on you and he says I'll kick her to the curb Mm -hmm. um and you know she kind of drops her bags and gives him this big hug and like you know he says thank you yeah she says you're lucky and he's like I know oh god it's just like it's so romantic to say thank you (laughs) it is it is that's true (laughs) and she's like he said asks her why she like came out and she's like because i kind of love you Mm -hmm. and they kiss it's really sweet he does not say he loves her back i do want to note He's like, they're walking away and he's like, so do you have any gas money? Yeah, like, so we have some logistical issues. So then we go to Joey sprinting through the airport. We're in a totally different episode. The music is fucking wild. It's like this tense ass, like, run Lola run music yeah, that is. doesn't make any sense. I and I don't think it's the original yeah, at all. I think it's the replacement. It was like comical. Yeah. Um. So she's she's like... And it's like a little different than the beginning of the year, right? Where like she did run through the airport at the beginning of the year too to find him, Mm -hmm. to catch him. So she runs to his gate right as he's handing over his ticket and she gets there and like calls his name. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, why didn't you say goodbye to me? Mm. And he's like, you know, she's like, when did you become the fatalist? And I was kind of like, really, dude, you rejected him. And now he's like shitty for not like just listening to you. I thought she w- she said, why did you say goodbye to me? And that's what the letter said. Oh, maybe. I thought she said, why didn't you like, uh, you know, why didn't we have whatever? Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. And I um, turned my subtitles to Spanish so I can practice my Spanish. So, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> and he's like, you know, I like I became a fatalist right around the same the time I went to kiss you and you turned your head like you were on a bad date. Mm hmm. And she's just like, I was nervous because I started out thinking the year that I needed to say goodbye to you. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, did she? Well, not started out. Yeah. She ended last year. 
She started out the year like running through Boston of this school year, thinking that they maybe should be together. Then she gets drunk and says like not that they shouldn't. Then he comes and visits her without listening to the message, and she thought they would like get back together, but she just like dropped that class or whatever. And then they kind of have this weird back and forth about maybe being together, but never once saying goodbye. And then when he does say like I can't be with you, she's like hurt by it and kisses him right oh right god i forgot about that so and she says she was scared of going backwards though never growing up and i was was like i was like girl mission accomplished i mean like i agree but like was she i don't know that's That's not the vibe i got because audrey is like always egging her on about dawson right and because my thing is like you don't seem to be growing up so mission accomplished i know <laughs> yeah. totally and he's like is that what i represent to you and she says like not you us mm-hmm. that's what represents not growing up and i was just like "Ooh, yeah i mean like that's i love true. this yeah like you know and totally. like and like you want this to be the story of her being like I'm sorry I reacted to that. Like, this is kind of what she's saying. I'm sorry I reacted to your kiss in a way that was pretty harsh and just, like, walked away instead of, like, giving you a better answer. I just needed to think about it. And here I am being like, this is what I want from us. Yeah. Like, the us that we use, I don't want this weird back and forth or whatever, you know? And so, like, you're kind of like, okay. And she's like, you know, like, I thought I needed to say goodbye to you, but I was wrong because, like, you're a huge part of my life, which is so fucking true. She's like, you're my past, you're my present, and you're my future. Yeah. Because you make my life better, not worse, which is, like, questionable, but it's her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's her choice on the matter, right? And so, what when I'm when she's saying this I'm like great they're deciding they're just friends and then he's like okay come with me what did she hear something different than yeah, I did? He did he did she's like I can't I won't I can't going to California is your journey not mine yeah. which I really like I love that too and she's like you know if we mean what we say we mean to each other everything will work itself out and I was like but it's like what does that mean what does work it out mean like because I was here thinking you were talking about how you're going to be friends and like you thought you were going to spend the summer with Pacey at the Cape Side Yacht Club okay I added that part but you know I thought you were talking about being friends and now we're still in this fucking gray area why should I care yeah that's a great note I agree with you I don't know why you should care my note is if like everything will work itself out is a thing that you actually have to do work for everything to work itself out. I mean, like you keep saying, not choosing is a choice. Not making a choice is a choice. Right. There is no world in which you have to choose only one of the options that are presented to you. And if you don't choose that option. There's the other. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like, no, that was the whole, like, you but know, also- like, because it's not a growth moment for her. Like that was the whole point of season three. And then Pacey had to point out of like, yeah, but you not wanting to choose means you're choosing Dawson and like fine girl, but I'm not sticking around to watch that. I will not stick around. So like you're choosing, you are choosing, you're choosing. Don't act like not choosing not to be with me. Isn't a choice and it's fine, but it's still a fucking choice. And what I'm saying is that, saying everything will work out and thinking like, oh, everything just works itself out. Mm -hmm. 
I think sometimes when you say something like that, or when you think something like that, it negates that like the work part of work itself out. Like yeah. there is work to be done for something to work itself out. I mean, if you want control over your life, yes. Absolutely. You know, if you want the life you want to have, it's like the it's like when, you know, Christians say that like, oh, it's all in God's plan. So everything bad is is your fault, but everything good is God's plan, you know? And you're just like, okay. All right. That's, that's not how I understand God, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Joey's like, I figured out what the kiss meant. And I was like, what kiss? Oh. Oh, so the kiss from season four, yes. episode 23. Yes. Okay. We've spent this whole season talking about it. Here we are. 23 episodes. And we're still. And she's finally figured out what the kiss means. And I was like, oh my God, finally. Also don't care. Finally, but finally. we're going to get an explanation for the moment that caused me to stop watching Dawson's Creek. Okay. Finally. So Aaron, what I would like to ask you a question. Huh? What is the answer to this question? <laughs> what did that kiss mean? She just fucking kisses him. <laughs> Fuck if we know because they don't fucking answer it again. 23 episodes still don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't with these two. I cannot believe it. I know. The thing is, this episode would be a flawless episode if they cut out that one part of this scene. Yeah. Like just eliminating that kiss, we would walk away being like, they're going to be friends. Great. Awesome. They finally decided they can't made a wait. choice that they're going to try to be friends and can't wait to see next season. And I, I'm so excited that we finally chosen. And like, then what? Yeah. What does that mean? And because like, she wants, she is so wild to girls that he dates, right. you know, she's wild. So like, what does that mean for her to be friends and have to transition out of that? You know, totally. And, and, you know, we knew that season six was going to be the last season yeah. going into it. Yeah. So for us, like, what would it have felt? like to be like oh my god season six is going to be the season where they really try to be actually adult yeah friends. where we finally get the response to the thesis of the show can your childhood friendship survive your sexual awakening if we finally got the friendship surviving the sexual awakening in whatever way that looked like or yeah. what it meant or at least the attempt at it to get a final answer we would be like amazing yeah totally so, yeah, I mean, my note was we're just fucking back to where we started. And, and then, okay. Dawson starts saying, damn it, over and over again. Yeah. And he's like, you just have this annoying habit of making me not want to get on airplanes. And, like, he's fucking right, man. Sure, sure. He's right to call her out of, like, sure. you're fucking with my head. Because he, she's like, I figured out what the kiss means. And he's like, okay, what? And then, and then she, she kisses, kisses him. him. Like, she is fucking with him. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you making me defend Dawson, Joey? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like people who are anti-vaxxers. I'm like, are you making me defend Big Pharma, you motherfuckers? You piece I'm of so shit. Pissed. I know. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about this. It's, yeah. Or like the January 6th commission where you're like, am I feeling sympathetic for policemen? I know. God damn it stop do i think they're right what the fuck is this head fuck yeah totally joey potter is the anti-vaxxer of this oh my god it's so true anyway so she's like she's like no 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 like you're getting on the plane you're gonna go make movies you're never gonna know how i feel about you no none of us will Mm -hmm. she's like that's your dream like your dream is to make movies 
you're going to be good to everyone you meet along the way because that's who you are. And I was like, well, I've got questions about that statement, but whatever. And she's like, if you ever get lost, remember that I love you too. And it's like, of fucking course. Like, that's the thing. I don't care. Right. Because of course they love each other. Right. They've been in their lives so long. Yeah. They love each other. Like, I don't fucking care. But what does that love What does mean? that mean? Where is that? Exactly. I just don't fucking care because we At this point, I don't care because we've we... We've known that since the first episode that she loves him. Well, and it's like, at this point, I don't care because you haven't answered that question almost ever. Yeah. And so, like, at this point, I don't give a shit. And he's sitting there mad at her, like, stop asking me to stay. And she's like, I love you, but go. And you're like, you're being weird. Yeah, that's true. She is being weird. (laughs) (laughs) And he, like, touches her face. And she's like, get on the plane, go. And then she says, go on Rain Man, which is a reference I don't understand. Well, I think... I mean, I've seen Rain Man a lot. But but. I think it's because of that scene where, like, she's talking... He's telling her about the Oliver wanting them to wear matching outfits. I mean, is it? Well, they talk about Rain Man in that scene. Yeah, that's the only time it gets... That was the only time I was like, is this the only movie she can think of of where there's, like... I don't even know. It doesn't make sense. And then also you're like, is this like a call out of, you know, the, the theory that maybe he's on the spectrum? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Um, She's like, go on rain, man, your life awaits. And we're like, what? And right. Totally. And then he says yours too, which I really actually liked. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like it, but because there's no stakes for her life in this episode, I know I don't, like I, it doesn't it doesn't hold the gravitas it should. Sure. What are the stakes for her right now? Like Dawson's moving on, and like, great, God bless him. He's going to L.A. Right. He's going to do something. Like I don't care. Great. He's eighteen. This is exciting for him. You know, Joey has grown, but she's like back in Cape Side. At you know, we don't even know what the choices are for her, and we also don't even know what she just chose in this scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, what is her life that we're supposed to look forward to? next season you mm. know what i mean like again i wish we were looking forward to a life of them being friends yeah don't fucking care about them yep so then we go into this little montage where we see jen in first class and todd sits next to her <laughs> yeah it's so and funny they, like talk for a little bit and she finds out he's a filmmaker and she's like oh like anything i did you make anything i would know and mm-hmm. he says the movie that dawson worked on and she's like oh yeah i saw it opening night like presumably her and dawson went and she's like, he's like, what'd you think? And she's like, terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he laughs. And, and we kind of see her like finding a way to reconcile with her, her past of mm. being like rich Jen. She's like, maybe first class isn't so bad. Like a it's way not. in which like, you know, like we all do those things when we're young of like, oh, I want to be totally different. I, I sit with my people in the back and you're like, bitch, you just said my people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, that's not the that's not a phrase that we should be saying, yeah. you know. Um, and so like her trying to reconcile these ideas of like, you know, she got to be Cape Side Jen when she went time. to college. Yeah. Like oh, she yeah. got to go to college and be Cape Side Jen, yeah. which I think was really exciting for her. But like she still is New York Jen. That is sure. she should be and she should be sensitive to that person and to her past and who she was because sure. it made her who she is now, you know. And so like her journey of trying to reconcile like all the different parts of her. Yeah. yeah. For next season. Yeah. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. 
So we go, we see Jack and Eric having a conversation at a restaurant. They seem to be having fun. Yeah. And then we see Gail walking up the stairs with Lily and she says Dada when she passes a picture of Mitch. Oh, it was sweet. It is sweet, but I find it a little bit hard to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's I I find that a little bit hard to believe. It's too intense because when you think about it, then it just means Gail's sitting there with a f- <laughs> like. Well, so like a baby, to, I just don't think a baby has that amount of comprehension to be able to look at several different photos yeah. and identify someone from a photo in no, the same totally. way that they can from like a face. visually seeing a face and like a or a smell dog a, or a, yeah. you know piece of food or you know whatever your first yeah. word might be. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, it's one of those moments where we're like, we're wrapping up all of our characters sure. and like, yeah, Mitch is still a character in the show, even though he's dead. So it's like, you know, played, yeah. played for the heartstrings. Sure. And then we see Pagey, Pacey and Audrey driving and laughing. See and then Grams and Clifton too. Oh yeah. Grams and Clifton. And then we mm-hmm. see, um, this girl sits next to Dawson and she's like clearly a nervous flyer. And why would they do this? So we're. <laughs> So what were we supposed to take away from that scene with Dawson and Joey if, like, the final scene of Dawson is him with another girl? Like, I feel like, like, personally, again, I would have just cut that kiss of, like, I yeah. thought about what that kiss mean and then kissing her because, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, and then it was ending with them being friends and then he meets another girl on the plane and you right. can be like, oh, they're friends. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, he's like, you know, it's going to be okay to this girl who's Yeah, so what he learned was just being like, I'm Zen. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Which I think is true. But also, he's, like, clearly not talking about her. He's talking about him and yeah. his life, right? And we like, I just, like, don't know what just happened. Yeah. So, like, this scene is really bizarre, I feel. Yeah. I just think it's, like... Yeah, it's a weird ending. And then Joey goes to the counter to return her ticket to Paris. Mm-hmm. And the ticket counter guy is like, oh, shame you couldn't use this. Like, Paris is supposed to be great in the spring. <laughs> and then Joey's like, oh, yeah, I, I, that's what I hear. And then we just kind of Get a freeze frame of her smiling. And yeah. then, like, that's it. It's like a freeze frame. That right. So is up. she finally going to Paris? Is and like I remember the question being we were like, la- left with. We were yeah. like, oh, my God. Yes. She's going to go. She's finally gonna going. Go. Like, this was so exciting because, like, I don't give a... Even at the time, I was like, I feel nothing about that kiss. Like, I think that's why I remember this episode, like, not liking it because of that kiss. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... I had forgotten that it happened entirely. I I don't fucking care about these two. I don't care. I don't give two shits about it. Yeah. No, totally. And I think, like... Well, find out in two weeks after our... We have a wrap-up next week. But in two weeks, we'll start season six and... yeah. Exactly. We'll find out if she went to Paris. Totally. I mean, we'll see where all of our characters are and what, Yep. you know, this, what they've learned. Um, During this big summer. Yeah. I mean, I thought this episode was really good. Yeah. That kiss is so stupid. Yeah. You know, Joey and Pacey just have such chemistry and such I, history and like, they, they really get each other. That's the thing. And like, I don't know. It's just like. It's hard to watch her. It's hard to watch, particularly when they have like a big scene in an episode, then it's hard to like care about anything anything else. else. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, again, we see this amazing scene with Dawson and Jen and you're like, they have such chemistry. They're so amazing. I walked away being like, they're so in love. Yeah. From that scene. And then you see the scene with him and Joey and you're like, 
I fucking hate this and I don't even know what I watched. I just like don't care. Yeah. Like, You're, it's so cryptic and weird that I like can't care about it. I know. And like the thing is, I'm not even saying that as an adult looking back. I felt that way at the fucking time yeah. too that I was like, this isn't complicated. It's immature and petty and, and dumb. Yeah. Like that's it's not like that it's like we're kids and we don't know how to talk you know yeah it's that it's boring and stupid and they're not good for each other and then that like and i just feel like because the friends are always like egging them on that's the part that feels the most inauthentic to me because like we've all been there when we were 18 and we had a friend that was like in this wild as back and forth like, and we were just like and, and you're like stop. they're supporting them at first and then at, you know six months in you're like i i just can't talk about this anymore you're like uh-huh, uh-huh yeah you're like uh-huh phoning it in <laughs> and then they're like they're like i don't know maybe i should just leave them and you're like uh-huh yes, yes definitely definitely definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. you should do that <laughs> yeah or her leave her yeah. you know i mean it, it's just like to see everyone still so committed to the them no, I agree. together I agree. I agree. is so inauthentic. I agree. Totally. You know, because like, like I want so many something of them all being annoyed as shit because like that's where it would or be. Or on like a, on Pacey's side of it all where it's like, you never got your chance. So get your chance now. Because like, I agree with that sentiment of like, yeah. they never got their shot to like go at, like to do it, to date, to, right. to be in love, to be like, to try it out. They never got that. And so, and because they never got that, like you understand the back and forth, but then because we never get it, like we yeah. haven't gotten in five seasons and we've gotten so much more. I like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I haven't cared in a while. I haven't cared it. in so long. Yeah. yeah. Like so long. And like, yeah, like season four, like it was just like, we're done with this. Right. She chose we're done. Like, yeah. I love to see you two grapple with being friends and what that means and, and, and Joey's guilt of hurting and Dawson, you know, but then at a certain point you wish someone, she had a true friend that was like, yeah, but he kind of put you in a fucked up position and made you choose his friendship over your love for Pacey. So she could grapple with like how he's manipulating her her. with the guilt you know and how she's letting guilt control her and maybe like what she really feels isn't you know it's more driven by guilt and and other things than like her authentic feelings towards Dawson yeah um I don't know so it's just fucking hard to care but who you're rooting for I'm rooting for them all Mm -hmm. like I want them to go off this summer and have the best time that they can have with what they're doing like yeah you want them to have a time yeah I do I want them to have a time and like And I think that like those summers when you're in college, when you're young like that, like there is something so magical about them. Mm -hmm. I think there's ways in which you find these like great moments. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have a a plethora of memories from those times. And I think partially it's because you get to kind of be so carefree. Right. Right. That like there's... I mean, for me personally, you know, I was privileged enough to be able to move back in with my parents and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pay rent. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't like concerned about, you know, real life shit. I like worked. I like went out drinking. I like, you know, I like, you know, behaved like a 19 year old. Yeah. I got up to no good. I got up to, you know, all sorts of things. And like, I think that like, 
I mean, as much as as an, as an adult now, like, sure, I ha- I have like actual responsibilities, mm-hmm. no matter what the time of year. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't have to stop. I don't get to stop paying rent in the summer, right. unfortunately. You just have more daylight in the day. You have more daylight in the day, so there is like a way in which summertime, no matter what, is like mm-hmm. a little bit more. There's or like in a, the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Sure, but there's a bit more. You know, like there's a bit more like fun to it um, because you have so much time sort of to do things. But Mm -hmm. like, I think also it's just different, you know? Yeah, of course. (laughs) And so I think like, I'm so excited for them to go have a great summer. Yeah. I mean, you're on this journey of like, wow, I got to be who I wanted to be, but you only got to do it for nine months. So like, you know, then you you're still on your growth journey and like it's a shitty time but a fun time an exciting time and like you know uh, like those transitioning into you know adulthood is universal Mm. like going to college isn't you know um but transitioning into adulthood is so like those feelings are the things that should be taken seriously should be for real um in the way that dawson's creek had you know does uh so those things you totally understand and like these different growth journeys for all of our characters in this episode are amazing yeah um other than that fucking kiss man yeah no i agree with you i think like i think that was like a misstep and i just don't understand why at this point it's like i look at the end of season four and i'm like okay so dawson and joey as a couple are in the exact same place and, like, that makes me tired. I totally agree. They haven't moved forward at all. Yeah. It Just in their, like, as individuals they have, but, like. Yeah. And that's why when she says to him, like, you make my life better when you're in it, you're like, I just but don't do you? see that. Yeah. I don't see that. Like, yeah. I think that your life was actually, your both of your life this season were better when you, when you two weren't really, like trying to do this weird drama thing you're doing well the like, like numerous when, episodes where they don't really talk to yeah, each other like when he's dating jen he's at his best in my opinion he's totally the most likable i've ever seen him be totally you know and like i'm there for it and then you know to have to go back into this like you make me a better person you're just like mm. no it's really hard to grapple with yeah Okay, for our listener corner, this is from October 2020, but I've been thinking about this since then. (laughs) Okay, October 2020. Okay. What a different life we were leading. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't leave (laughs) our houses. I was not leaving the house, yeah. Um, Hey, Julia. Oh, this is from Tom Kapanos. (laughs) Sorry to clutter your inbox with an email from a stranger, but I wanted to say that I've become a huge fan of Dawson's Critique. A few months ago, someone reached out to ask if I would consider blurbing a Creek-related book. I hadn't never heard anything, but I looked it up at some point, and that led me to the podcast, which I've been having a lot of fun with over the past few weeks. So take that for what it's worth and keep up the good work. Although I'm somewhat horrified at the prospect of you two covering the dark days of season five. <laughs> And I remember being like, oh, God, we're what is season five going to be when we yeah, know he's listening? Totally. I It's it's been in the back of my I did know about that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been in the back of my head uh, for a lot of it. Totally. Um, the fact that he had said that. Yeah. And yeah. Also, the fact that he listens to this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that 
as I've said before, I think that like there's a certain way in which season five is the perfect straddling 9-11 season. Mm. Like there aren't a lot of stakes. And I think we as a like TV viewing public kind of needed stuff with not a lot of stakes. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is, is that I think where the problems come in with season five is that you could there could have been something done with not a lot of stakes that was just like. I mean, we've we've along the way have like pointed out time and again, you could have done this, you could have mm-hmm. done this, you could have done this. And like, there's this part of me that's like, I do kind of, I think a lot of young adulthood, it's like the stakes are not huge, mm-hmm. right? Like they are like, my college roommate is dating my ex-boyfriend and I have to like deal with Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like like living with you guys, there were times and having grown up in Santa Cruz, there were times when like one of you would bring home someone mm-hmm. that I knew from high school exactly. and I would be like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. It was weird to run into those people in the yeah. morning, but like also that's not a, that's not a stake. Yeah. It no. was just funny. It's like a it part of a gossip. Thing. I mean, like yeah. one of our friends married someone I went to high school with, right. you know? So uh-huh. like, you know, there's just like, it, those things feel real. Cause your world is still so small. Um, I guess like the nine 11 of it all doesn't really weigh to me. Like I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I don't see it like that. I just think that there's no real stakes to being 19 and in college you know and like in a in a fresh and just moreover a freshman year itself doesn't have stakes you know (laughs) which is why we start Dawson's Creek in sophomore year you know because like you're still figuring shit out the stakes are like I don't know what's happening you don't know what's going on (laughs) you're like how do I do laundry like you have to learn so many things in your freshman year of college that like it are different to each people you know just depending on like right like I had never been to a laundromat in my whole life right before I went to college so sure. I was like I think I know how to do this but like you know how do you do this I had to teach some people how to do laundry yeah in our laundromat like definitely. I knew how to do laundry but in a laundromat I had never been no no to no a totally laundromat, totally you know? so like and no, the- I had to teach people how to like separate things and yeah like, what, how to watch buttons to press so like there are things that you have to learn that are just on each in an individual journey sure. and like those stakes do feel high because you're like wow okay yeah. this is weird and you're like dismantling a lot of things and learning new things and unlearning things you know and then like trying to figure out who you are who you want to be and all this stuff so the meandering the like whatever of it all it it feel it felt so real at the time and like even watching it now it feels like yeah a a true kind of college year other than the things obviously we pointed out that they they're not really partying in the dorms they don't have like random friends in the dining hall and then you know of course the missed opportunities of of um the storytelling but like even in the darkest days like yes tom you're right (laughs) downtown crossing is i'm sorry it's just not good it's a it's bad it's not good i I, you're right but like i hope you liked what we did with it (laughs) but even in the darker days after that when we see the end of of jen and and dawson which at the time it aired i really liked them so it was really hard to see yeah especially since then we just pivot back to dawson and joey which like i just don't care about you know and like i think we've always said at the shows that it's the best when it's an ensemble so there are enough storylines where you can care more you know like even in the 100th episode it's so much about dawson and joey don't give a fuck jack is amazing right 
you know he's so even good. the page the audrey storyline yeah is really great yeah yeah and like obviously whenever jen's on screen i'm like yeah here for it yeah. you know as long as it's not with joey um so <laughs> <laughs> even like honestly even the darkest days of season five were like more enjoyable than the end of season four i think that season five as a whole was more enjoyable than the last half of season four. I totally agree. So I just, the last half of season four was a fucking slog and a half. I don't think I know I'll we've said ever it. watch those episodes of season four again. Yeah, probably not. It's too painful. It's, it's, and it's, and like, I mean, I don't know. We don't need to rehash it, but like, there's just more joy to senior year than that. So yeah, I just like, I don't need that. Totally. It's so fucking painful to watch the end of season four. Yeah. But yeah, you did it, Tom. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> I, I actually think this episode is phenomenal. Thank you for writing it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so good. Agreed. Okay, cool. And then for, I guess we'll just wrap up. Not a girl, not yet a woman. Hashtag keep Britney free. And once you just let me, let me be. You just let me, let me be. <laughs> I think I said on some, when we first did it, that that wasn't my favorite song on the album, but it is. Oh, that is my favorite song. I know. I was like, I wonder which one you're thinking. I mean, I was a, thinking of something else. Britney's a good album. So there are plenty of other There songs. are plenty of other ones. But that is my favorite song on the yeah, album. Yeah, that's the one we blasted the most. Oh, totally. Freshman year. God, it's so good. That song's really good. Yeah. I guess like on the whole, the reason why I wanted to be talking about these things is because obviously we've seen the erosion of rights in America towards like women, <laughs> women and, um, you know. People with uteruses. People with uteruses in a way that's like so deeply problematic. And the fact that we even call in women's rights is so problematic because I think about how like, I've been thinking about this so much, how like I had an abortion in 2005 and like there, that means if the world exists now, then like I would have a kid, right? Mm. But you know what that also means? There's some dude out there that would have to co-parent with my messy ass. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I was so messy when I was young and like, uh -huh. and I'm wild now. Could you imagine having to co-parent with me? So like, you're also like trying to protect the rights of people to have lived their, the last 16 years of their, some dude lived the last 16 years of his life doing whatever the fuck he wanted to, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, I want to just. As a person who knows who you're talking about, say that you would have had to co-parent with him. It doesn't matter. Like, like I just think that then you're framing it only exclusively about the woman instead of just broadly speaking about know, yeah. the male experience, you know? And it, just because it would have been hard for me to co-parent with him doesn't mean it wouldn't be hard for him to co-parent with my wild ass. Are you kidding <laughs> true, me? True, true, true. Are you kidding me? No, I, I like, knew you both back then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. It would have been wild. So like, it's a weird framing of it. And it's so shitty that we have to then create these situations where like, even like our pleasure as a woman mm. is so dismissed that we have to feel guilty about watching something like Dawson's Creek. We have to label it a guilty pleasure. Like that is so horrible to me well and I think like I think a couple of things I think number one like I think a lot about the idea of like how we define not just adulthood and not just womanhood but just like growing up mm -hmm. basically when you take away these like heteronormative patriarchal 
like milestones, right? Mm -hmm. So like for me, a person who does not have... I mean, marriage, I'm a little more open to. Like, if I was with someone that wanted to get married, I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say no. It's not, like, something that I have a goal. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. it's not my goal. Yeah. Um, I don't want kids. Yeah. So, like, then what? How do you, how do you sort of, like, qualify or quantify your own adulthood? Mm-hmm. And, like, how do you quantify success? And, you know, I... I when do you get to create your own traditions and, around the holidays, you know? Or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you sort of say, like, I feel like I'm doing okay right now? Mm-hmm. And, like, what does that mean when when I'm, like, you know, I don't – it's like – I don't think having some like high powered corporate job is like something that I want. And mm-hmm. so like these like sort of traditional markers of success when you're like, I think those are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then yeah. what does, you know, not that you have to quantify that, but like that, you know, there's a natural, I think a lot of humans are like, okay, what's, you know, what's next or like, what am I aiming for or whatever? And like, I think there's a way that we like live our lives that way. And I think it's actually really easy to live your life in a way where you're like, well, these are the things that I do. And so then I'm going to do them. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's how people wake up with a midlife crisis. Like, (laughs) you know, like, oh shit, I did all the things and it doesn't make me happy. What? Yeah. Just thinking it's all going to work itself out. Well, because I didn't actually think about whether or not I wanted it. Right. Yeah. I just mean like, like, that's what Joey says in this episode. It's, it's going to work out. Right. 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 (laughs) But I also think that like thinking a little, sorry, what was the last thing you said? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, and I think just we see even, like, you know, with the question of, like, when did this pact happen Mm -hmm. between Dawson and Joey? When did this virginity pact happen? And then, like, you know, even if it did, so what? You know what I mean? Well, right. We couldn't really determine a time in which it happened, and Jennifer made an amazing essay about it, you know, that we read last week. We we know like it had to have happened off screen, or like even the inference on screen. Like we we couldn't really see it. So if it happened off screen, but then like so what? You so you make a childhood pact and you have to be held to it. No, you know, like so then that means this concept was introduced exclusively and solely to have Joey feel guilt about choosing who she can have sex with. Absolutely. And I think like, and that's just not fair. Well, and I think it's not fair that the, that they think the writers, the, all the men in charge think they can say that. Uh, Totally. And I, but I also think like we talk so much about Jen's punishment, but also Joey gets punished kind of constantly Mm -hmm. in much different ways that Jen gets punished. But like, you know, Joey gets punished in these ways of like, in this kind of good girl, like syndrome that she Mm -hmm. has where she's like, she doesn't get to experience, oh, what you were saying before, pleasure. She doesn't get to experience pleasure. And I think, like, she doesn't get to experience pleasure, like, ever, right? Like, we don't, I, I mean, I understand this is a teen show. There's only so much you can talk about mm-hmm. on the show. But, like. Well, I mean, not all pleasure is sexual, too. But you, she could be excited about choosing to have sex. No, totally. But, like, but, I mean, sexual pleasure is something that, like, 
we don't get to see any of the women have seemingly mm-hmm. like maybe and Audrey. if they're asked about it yeah. then they're they get mad <laughs> right totally totally but I was like I was having this thought the other day you know because we were having a conversation about like whether or not Dawson has ever given a woman an orgasm and I was thinking about it and I was like I mean not to be weird but I was like like do these women like masturbate like they, mm-hmm. do they like they don't seem it seems like there's such a disconnect between women and their bodies mm-hmm. and i think that across pop culture like maybe at post sex in the city it's gotten a little bit better but like um you know it's like there's such this disconnect and i think that like watching a teen show where like nobody's experiencing any kind of pleasure and i and like for this i am saying sexual pleasure right mm-hmm. like that like that's part of growing up too. Mm-hmm. And so like, you don't have to like, I get that you're a teen show and you can't like have these big, whatever things about it, but like, it could be like hinted at yeah. you hinted at people walking their dogs. Right. So like, you know, what's, where's that, you know, kind of where's that the female equivalent of that. And I think that like, yeah, Joey, it's like she's not ever excited about anything. And when mm-hmm. she is, it kind of blows up in her face almost immediately. Right. Totally. And I think that's a punishment, too. <laughs> Definitely. It's not as severe as the punishment Jen gets, but it is a punishment. Mm-hmm. I mean, they totally... Professor Wilder was so shitty this season. Terrible. It was so he was horrific. And um, it's like the one time she's excited about the Ro- Rose Lazar project and being there and yes she's insecure but she's also seems excited about mm-hmm. it and then like he's it's him and he's like shitty. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really interesting and I think I think that's why that conversation is so important to have mm-hmm. is like on multiple levels like what does it mean to be a girl what does it mean to be a woman mm-hmm. in this society and like how do we start to reframe and change those like yeah. milestones and not frame them around men i've really been thinking a lot about how much i still to this day frame things around men mm-hmm. you know yeah totally um even though like i don't really deal with men mm-hmm. almost ever <laughs> so like okay except at work like right you know yeah totally yeah no, I mean, obviously that's part of the journey we all have of what we're disman- learning and unlearning and dismantling totally. within us personally and then moving that out into our communities and stuff. Um, so it's intensely problematic and, you know, I don't know, I guess it just all boils down to this, the fact that it feels like w- in in our current climate, in our current world, the word woman is no longer encompasses what it's supposed to because we know that again we know that people are women that don't have a womb and people that have a womb aren't women you know so we use it to equate to we use it as a term to describe like genitalia you know um but because of its past usage it's also a euphemism for things that are bad or that you don't have to care about men don't have to care about you know and like you know we know that a lot of the work isn't done by men so they're not grappling with these things in the same way which is fucked up but then on the other hand I mean this is what I tell my dad all the time is like 
you need to learn to sit down and shut up. Like that's totally. your journey as a rich white boomer. That's your journey yeah. to just sit down and take up less space, to feel uncomfortable. The word defund makes you feel uncomfortable. I don't care about your uncomfortable, you feeling uncomfortable about a word when people are being murdered. Mm. That's your journey. Yeah. That's your journey, you know, and that's part of it. So that means that we're over here doing the work creating the curriculum creating the dialogue creating the discussion creating the words so that we get a say that's mm -hmm. how we get a say in these things totally <laughs> because it's already there to spoon feed to someone that doesn't want to work yeah you know so that's why like i don't know to me i'm just like when people want to laugh at about dawson's creek and stuff like that you're like well i don't care <laughs> i just don't care and an opinion is not a fact no. I'm not going to be um, told otherwise, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to also sit here and tell you it's good if you don't think it is either. So that's not my right. that's not my goal here. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's been great to have these conversations season long, and I'm so thankful for everyone that emails us yeah. and, and participates and Agreed. connects with us and is just here listening with us too, even if – you know, you don't email us. I'm so grateful for you being here in whatever way you are. That's totally I thoroughly enjoy. Thanks it for listening to us. So thankful for you. And what a time to be alive. Mm. You know, yeah. God, I mean, it's so wild. And it's, I don't know, we're just like, uh, muddling through muddling through we're in a new year now. And, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's like, Maybe I won't say this will be the best year ever. May we survive it. Yeah. Maybe I've reframed that part <laughs> yeah. of living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of acknowledging that just getting up is an accomplishment. Totally. totally. <laughs> and I am slowly chipping away at the idea that, you know, being busy and working hard is is contributing to my worth. Mm. Um, yeah. So thank you for being here, making space with us. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you had a good holiday. We hope you enjoyed season five. Yeah, we did. You know, we did. Yeah. Um, and so we're. I'm super excited for season six. Can't wait. I know it's a ride, and I know people say it's better than season five, and so it's like. I like this. I'm ready. You I'm know? ready. Yeah, I mean, totally. obviously, I, there are episodes I watch more than others. others. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see you on the other side. We're going to do um, at least one recap. Yeah. I don't know how long it is. We've, um, But at least one week we'll take off with a recap episode. And we'll see you on the other side. Um, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Defund the police. Yep. Stop Asian hate. Mm -hmm. Honor our treaties. Mm water is life mm -hmm. um god we need to can we just get free every water protector that gets arrested i mean like that's yeah. morally bankrupt and absolutely corrupt um mm -hmm. they're protecting water mm. <laughs> the essential thing for life um we stand with all labor movements to protect the rights of the working class uh police unions do the opposite and um defund communities uh so we do not stand with them uh abortion is pro-life mm -hmm. medicare for all mm -hmm. uh college debt cancellation that would be great that'd be great yeah yeah we've got more shit that i'm sure we need to think I about mean, probably 
God. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Let's shout out to Paige's Bookstore in Manhattan Beach. I was trying to think of bookstores of the places where people were flying okay. to in our episode. So mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach is close Pretty close to the airport. Pretty close to LAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Paige's Bookstore in Manhattan Beach, they're a great little bookstore. You could pick up our book there, uh, probably on their website. But who knows? Maybe if you call them, they might have a copy. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, please like us, subscribe, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. It helps us immensely when you do. You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We'd like to thank you for being here with us. We hope you have a great two weeks and we'll be back uh we'll be back next week with a recap episode and then we'll be back in two weeks with season six i don't want to wait for our lives to be over i want to know right now this could be